This is it, people. This is what you've been waiting for. This is Everyday Celebrity Podcast. The podcast for everyday people with everyday problems trying to find everyday solutions to accomplish everyday goals. Let's start the show. You, 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 welcome to another episode of Everyday Celebrity Podcast, number one podcast in Oakland, number one podcast in the Bay Area. And today is a special night. Not only is it a special night because I'm back after a few weeks, but it's a special night because I have two upcoming artists of the Bay Area joining me today. Now, when it comes to a unique type of sound, unique voices, Voices that you won't think will be classified as like singers. When, when when I say this, you think of Macy Gray. You think of Future. PNB Rock. I am joined by a group that reminds me, the female, I mean not the female, the male, <laughs> the male version of Floetry. Oh, that's that's like you know what I'm saying? They're touching. Wow. I am joined by Valentino X yep. and Pilot47. Welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah. Hey, bless, bless, manifest. Manifest. Now, um, well, first of all, thank you guys for, for joining me tonight. And uh, to commemorate this episode, we're going to take a shot of Don Julio. Don Julio, holler at me. Sponsors. Spots are still open. <laughs> so we gonna take a shot. Uh, yeah, quick intermission. Damn. Don't forget about it. <coughs> oh, shit. It's crazy when it's cold. <sighs> it's so crazy when it's cold. All right, all right, all right. Now, Woo. now, um, how long have you guys been in the music? Uh, in the music game. <clears throat> You go first on that one. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like um, collectively or separately. Uh, well, let's start individually now. Let's, let's okay. Start with individually, you. I've been uh, in I've been in the music world and actual industries since about 2014, 2015 off of um, off of a video game called Afro Samurai that uh, I scored the uh, soundtrack with RZA. So since uh, 2015, I've been in it, like in it, in it. Wait, wait, wait. You worked on Afro Samurai? Yeah. Number two, The Revenge of Kuma. Oh, damn. The video game. That's like, oh, the video game. The video game, right? Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about like the, 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 the movie. show? Yeah. Yeah. And the movie, which oh, is damn. all fire. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a cult classic. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. They might do a reboot. We don't know. Uh-huh. You, you don't know. That would be a hard one to talk. So how did that uh, come about? Um, that came about because I was working at Safeway off of 35th over there. <laughs> and, um, and I started handing out my CDs to all of my customers. They was at the, they was at the house, uh-huh. uh, burnt up from my own self. I had a hand signature, everything. And I basically brought like about 40 to 50 copies every day, mm. uh, and just printed out, be up all night, disc by disc. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, I just started handing out to all of my customers. They'd be like, you feel me? Ring them up. Do, 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 do. You feel me? Put their food in the bag, put their receipt in the bag and then put a CD in their bag. So you would throw a CD in niggas' bags without them knowing? I'll just throw a CD in your bag, cuz. But the energy was already known, cuz I like, they know me. You feel mm-hmm. me? It was a lot of like regular customers that came through. So, 
Um, yeah, I would throw it in. Even if I didn't know them, I'll throw it in. This yeah. like a damn near started SoundCloud with CDs. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, so um, you feel me? One day, this dude came through. I gave it to him. I had seen him a couple times, but he was like sporadic. And uh, his name is Woompty Woomp. And then I had gave him the CD. He came back a couple weeks later. I was outside eating some wait, chicken. Wait, 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 wait. When, you, when you say Woompty Woomp. Is yeah. that because you don't want to say the nigga name? Or yeah, that is because I don't want to say his name. Is there some, uh, some problems with that? Or yeah, industry problems. Oh, okay, okay. Right? And which can yeah. also lead into something else as far mm. as like what the industry is about. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, conti- so, like, continue. Yeah. Okay. So you feel me? <laughs> I was outside. I was eating some chicken, chilling on my break. I was talking to another customer. The dude came up. Woomp the womp came up. He's like, bro. Bro, we gotta talk right now, bro. We gotta talk right now. I was like, okay, freaky dude, what the what, what you talking about? He's like, listen, man, I love your music. And I'm creating this video game and I want to put your music in the video game. At first I was like, okay, you blowing smoke, you do the doom, you feel me? Mm. Just classic. You feel me? Okay, nigga, whatever, you feel me? I I heard a lot. I ain't heard it all, but I heard a lot. Mm. So I was like, he was like, No, I'm super serious. It's a real thing. I you feel me, just come over to the house. I live right down the street over here. Mm. I was like, okay, for sure. I'll Some see what Jeffrey you... Dahmer shit. Could have been. Yeah, it could have been, bro. Hey, and he, he was like, he, he different. Anyway, so I was like, okay, for sure. Boom. Go to his house. Walk upstairs. And he living over in the Oakland... He living in Oakland Hills. Walk over to the house. Go upstairs and RZA in there. And Samuel L. Jackson's in there. Wait, 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 wait. Right, Samuel L. Jackson is a voiceover character wait, wait, for it. Let's stop right here. So you didn't notice... <laughs> you didn't notice nigga uh, before this, right? Uh, nah, only as a customer. As a customer going in Segway? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, you go to his house. What was that feeling that you had when you walked in? You just a nigga from Safeway, right? Right. And you walk in a house, and Samuel Jackson, one of the greatest act, black actors of all time, and RZA, uh, a musical genius, is sitting in the house. What was your initial reaction? Oh, shit. All right, so good. All right. Oh, this is this is real. <laughs> uh-huh. This is a real thing. Oh shit. Uh-huh. Uh, it kind of like it, it hit hella fast. You know what I'm saying? I got super nerve. I got super nervous. You feel me? But it happened really fast. And then they had uh, everything set up. Shook hands with them. Hey, what's going on? And then he had just brought me in. They showed me like little clips of, of like the video game action play and whatnot. They just. Basically, they just chopped it up, you know what I'm saying, and said that this is this is what's going on. This he had shown me some RZA had shown me some of his music, also at the same time. Uh, RZA is a fifth dimensional uh, creature being, mm-hmm. so uh, your spirit got to be on point all the time. And mm-hmm. I was lit, you feel me? So I was already nervous, and then I was lit on top of it. So it was a it was a whole thing for me, you feel me? But uh, he's super cool. Samuel L. was really cool. Really few words. And the agents did a lot of talking and whatnot. But they won't won't wanted to bring me in there just to be like, okay, so you can, so you know that it's, that it's real. And so I s- stayed there for like 10, 15 minutes. And it's like, okay, okay, for sure, for sure. It's a pleasure meeting y'all. And then they got back to business. So after, after that situation happened, did, uh, was any other opportunities? Uh, as far as major opportunities, mm-hmm. like super major opportunities? No, not really. No. Mm. And a lot of that has to do with the woomp woomp factor. No, okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Did you learn anything from that situation, like how to do business and like what, who not to do business with and shit like that? Yeah, I definitely learned. I think the number one thing that I learned is uh, set your deadline. Uh-huh. Set your deadline. Ask for your money up front. 
and um, celebrities, famous people mm. are normal people. They just work harder than everybody else. Mm. That's what I learned. Okay. That's that's what I learned in a nutshell. Okay. So after that happened, you uh was that the that was that the first time you started to realize oh I can like make some money and start taking this music shit seriously. That was the that was the first time as far as the money thing goes cuz um I'm not really about that money. Yeah. In the sense of like you know everybody can say you know there's so many different ways to say it but it's like nah bro I'm just really do it for the love cuz I could die t- I could die tomorrow and just be like broke as fuck but like Happy as fuck though, you feel me? Happy as a motherfucker. Yeah, happy to be sad. You happy know what I'm saying? Sad. A you know, I could song. just be happy as fuck to just, you feel me? Just to make it, and it's really like we talked about it last night. We're gonna make an album called Music for Me. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Straight up, music for me. me. It don't matter. Yeah, it don't matter who listens to it. Else. Okay. Uh, Pilot Forty Seven. Yes. Where Where are you originally from? Shit. Um. I was my memory, Canarsie, Brooklyn. Apparently, I was born here in uh, Washington, a hospital over mm, in Fremont. Bring, bring the mic close to you. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Holla at you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at uh, Washington Hospital in, in fucking Fremont. That's where I guess I started off. But my memory starts off in Canarsie, Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, growing up there with my mom and her. I guess the ex-husband, whatever he was, guy was kind of abusive. So, you know, I grew up a little different, was light-skinned kid in the darker neighborhood. So I got picked on mm-hmm. a lot. And uh, my mom gave me cornrows because she wanted me to fit in. But mm, it just it just made it worse. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's the <laughs> It way. just made it fucking worse, man. So uh, that's where I started. Then I came back to, uh, well, I moved around a lot because my dad played professional baseball. And uh, he owned a little organization with my uncle. And they just taught baseball. Well, he did, was he playing for like the Mets or something? No, he's playing. Well, my uncle played for the Mets, but my dad, he was actually with the Dodgers. I was just living with my mom in New York at the time. So dad, these weren't the Brooklyn Dodgers, right? These are LA. No, no my dad's not that old. Like, <laughs> 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 shit. I said my dad, not my granddad. Yeah, yeah. great grandfather. All right. But um, my uncle played for the Orioles, and then my. My dad traveled out to Alabama for a team after he got injured, mm. so he went back to AA. And uh, shit, he just moved around for a little bit, and I moved with him. But so your your dad was like uh, in your life growing up. Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely in my life. But he's just at the beginning, it was just a lot of traveling, a lot of baseball and shit. So how how how, how was it like being a child with a uh, professional baseball player as a father? Um, there's pictures of me jealous as fuck sitting there like arms crossed and shit because he's signing you know like mm. other kids autographs and i didn't get it you know like yeah i didn't understand what the fuck that is so you didn't you weren't real you didn't realize that he was like famous i didn't know anything you know it was just it was just dad to me mm-hmm. and he played catch he taught me baseball baseball was my whole life you know that was mm. the only expectancy from me was baseball yeah you know and so kind of had a really lenient childhood but i was the first child and my parents were like only you know 15 to 20 years older than me so you have siblings yeah i have quite a few i have uh two little sisters and a little brother on my mom's side and then on my dad's side i have a little brother and he's a little baseball phenomenon as you would imagine oh yeah <laughs> yeah like where like at, at a college or something no i mean he's young but he's being scouted by colleges like cal poly and shit he's a sophomore in high school yeah okay so when you when you were growing up did you spend the majority of your uh, time in brooklyn 
I spent a lot of my time moving around with my mom. So I became nomadic, never mm. uh, set my heart to one place. But Brooklyn is kind of where, you know, my childhood and a lot of my instincts kind of developed and then went to like Tennessee after that, which is totally opposite. So yeah. I got picked on because I was like the only mixed kid. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I made some friends and, you know, I just everywhere I went, I tried to just make friends. So move, so moving around, uh, not spending a long period of time in certain places, did that affect you? Like, oh, why should I make friends with this person when I'm just going to be moving? Yeah, like, I, I have separation issues when it comes to like my parents mm. and so it makes relationships really hard um mm. with like females and shit because if females like well do you miss me you know like i genuinely don't yeah and i i can't <laughs> i can't like lie to you bitch and be like i fucking miss you like i don't i don't even miss my own mother yeah know? but like it's just different you know like mm. the only person i i seem to miss is my father and my dad when i don't see him for long periods of time mm -hmm. but there's a lot of guilt behind me and that goes into that is your father still alive yeah 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 100 percent. is he where is he located he's uh down the hill in castor valley and i'm oh, so he's in california kelly hill okay okay yeah all right nice he's still in cali i still get to see him so where did you go to what uh where did you go to high school at um i went to castor valley high Oh, so in California, that was confusing. Yeah. Okay. I was about to go to Doherty Valley, but mm. I think we uh, decided against that. So what was it? What was your high school experience like? Were you what type of kid were you? Like nerdy sports? Oh no, I was. I was like, I would bully the bullies. You know, like I was that kid. I was like, you pick with like, there was a kid named Dominic, mm. and he started Life Beam Technology. Mm. Shout out to you, Dominic. Please hit me back if you're out there because this Dominic, come come on the show. Yeah, little. little <laughs> I swear to God, he had a robot that followed him around high school he had a crazy fucking 3d printer that he made in his locker like this kid was crazy he dropped out of high school basically and like i ended up trying to help him out doing his english work and shit because mm. like i wasn't that kid you know i was the jock of the school like yeah the tough kids knew not to fuck with me because i will fuck you up and i mm -hmm. will show no remorse because that's where i come from mm -hmm. and so i always just had the nerdiest kids like as my friends because i just surrounded myself by people who kind of you know needed a place to go mm. i was always that island for the you know lost kids yes okay, okay. yeah so you were uh you were kind of popular um for like multiple reasons yeah <laughs> not for like all the good reasons like i wasn't the popular like prep kid who's like oh invite him to a party i was more of like the all right you know like some shit's going on like go get go get mm. hobby go get iggy you know like Go get them. <laughs> Did you start making music in high school? Sure, I made music in, when I was seven. I uh, started picked up a guitar because my grandfather played guitar. Mm -hmm. And I just, I genuinely was tr like trying, you know, mm -hmm. and, and just never put it down. Wrote lyrics and shit that like my grandmother couldn't believe because, you know, I was young, but I high IQ. I mm -hmm. just, just smoking and drinking kind of caught up with me over time. So, uh, Valentino X told us, uh, his story of when he realized he can start taking the shit seriously. Do you, what, when, when was it in your life when you realized, yo, this music thing, I'm going to start putting my, I don't know if you start, I don't know if you're doing it hundred percent, but when you, when you realize I'm going to start taking this shit serious start and start doing it. I realized that I might not be the athlete that my family wanted me to be mm -hmm. because 
I had so much. Was that because you like kept stri- striking out in, in the games and shit? <laughs> no, I threw ninety like ninety four uh, to the ninety six on like my good days. <laughs> you know, like I was power yeah, pitcher, I, I was I, closer. Yeah. I was the fucking. I don't know shit about baseball. I don't even know what ninety six means, but I'm assuming it's good. Power. power. Like, uh, your swing? No, no throwing, throwing a baseball. I'm oh, a pitcher. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Now you know. Any There's of a you pitcher that's watching this right now <laughs> that play baseball with me. Already know, Brad. Didn't give a fuck. You're terrified to get in the because I will hit you. I you was hit, hit niggas. Yeah, I'd be your best friend best. later. But yeah. you can't walk. You can't run. You can't steal a base on me because I will hit you hard enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. The substitute runners and shit too. Like uh. you know, the fat and fat kid on the end of the bleachers run for you because I burnt your shit. Like okay. I was no remorse. Never. And that comes well, from ba- my you, baseball. You you seem like it was in the wrong sport though. Probably. I was a wrestler too. Oh, and then yeah, I, I broke a kid's neck in sophomore year. Yeah, anger issues, nigga. You should yeah. like boxing and shit. Yeah, yeah I, I Muay Thai Jiu-Jitsu <laughs> and Krav. My hands got registered, but I broke too many people there too. Damn. So uh, I just they just baseball. I'm the farthest away from my opponent. Uh, I can't really really fight you. You know, if you want to charge me on the mound, I'll fucking take you. And they knew that, so no mm. one did. Oh yeah, continue with your, your, your story about the uh, music now. Um, yeah, so seven, I started sophomore year of high school. My grandfather passed away, mm-hmm. and he was literally like the only person in our family that seriously played guitar. You know, did stuff, and uh, shit. Actually, the day he passed, I was going through shit with my family, and I, I ran away. But we had no clue until my dad went over there. I guess that next morning, because my grandmother was out in Jerusalem or wherever the fuck she was, mm-hmm. and uh, my grandfather, he had, he had passed away listening to the Beatles, so my dad, probably the worst person to go find him, went and found him, and uh, they picked me up. They called my best friend, because I guess they knew where I was. You know, I didn't go too far. Mm-hmm. They called my best friend, and they were like, you know, you need to come home. Your, your grandfather's gone. And uh, I actually, I remember I didn't cry about it for like two weeks because my family was so fucked up because of it that uh, I had to be the strong one, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was weird, but it was, it ended up all right, you know? But music, that's when it hit. It's, it just hit me like I'm the only one left to do this, you know? So I did. Was your first ever song that you written? I'm just, I'm just, this is a random question, but was your first ever song that you written? Was it about your grandfather? No, actually... It was called The Punks That Nobody Wanted. <laughs> oh, okay. It was about like all my friends and the kids that were like, just didn't have shit, you know? Mm. But I had this one white friend and he was super cool. His family was super cool, but like, I don't know, man. He just, he's that one friend that just slipped off, you know? Mm. And he was always dealing with shit. So music, he was a bassist, you know? So music brought us together and like it kept him, you know, kind of strong and away from the other shit. Mm. And, uh, we kind of just pushed that, you know. We were the experimental kids. We didn't have boundaries, you know. Okay. So, you guys were came up separately, two totally two different backgrounds. Word. How did, uh, I mean, any one of you guys can answer this question. How did you guys link up? Boom. I'm about to give a special shout out to my oh, G. Today, day, you feel me? Super special shout out. Hey, the hood, <laughs> the hood legend, Okay. 
Kelly Hill legend. If y'all need to know, y'all y'all really do need to know. You was, wait, you was waiting Day. for this question. Huh? I, I can see. Hey, I was waiting for this. Hey, hey, because because uh, we had already been talking about it. Like Bro, when we get on day one, nigga, after day one, you, our first song is called "Because of You." After that song, I was like, "We buying Day Day a Bentley." <laughs> uh, he getting a Bentley. He get a Bentley. <laughs> I mean, he can get a Bentley or he get a Rolls Royce. Yeah, but he just basically he a hood cat. Uh. Stay on Kelly and. Um, I met Day Day years ago, um, copped some trees off of him, you feel me, and it's been good ever since. And then he's like, hey, bro, da 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 hey, I got a partner over here, his name Iggy, you feel me, he be da 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 I'm like, okay, for sure, send him through, which I, uh, which I always do, especially when it comes to like recommendations from good folks. Mm. I'll be like, on the hill. We, we all stay close on the hill. Especially from the hill, you feel me? So, um, I was like, yeah, bring him through. Like, like, but you gotta bring him through though. Like, you he can't just come. Like, you gotta bring him through. Yeah. But when we came over the first <laughs> night, we linked since then. That nigga was like dozing off, trying to stay up, like eating rice and shit. Yeah, hey, he was getting out. Hey, he was lit though. He was litty though. Um, but since then, like, and and at the at the same time, like, he talking about his personal things, you feel me? Mm. And his upbringing and stuff. We we do a little bit, but mostly we just making music. You feel me? As soon as he come over, I'm like, bro, I'm to it. And he knows. He yeah, knows. I'm like, I'm to it. it because the work ethic is like, we're going we gonna to do it now. You feel me? Mm. So special shout out to Day Day, bro. Mad love. We love Mad you forever, love all the time, Mad every time, bro. It's always good. So Day uh, Day is the nigga that introduced you two guys together? Yeah. Yeah. Day Day's been my nigga for a minute, too. Actually, I seen some shit. It was KH at KHM. On uh on our Seven Eleven down there, mm. and it was spray painted, and they just painted the building. You know, like we ain't about that shit. Like KHV is like Kelly Hillville. We them niggas that would just keep close, bruh. D mm. Street homies, Bloods Crips. Anyone slides through, bruh. It's all love. Just don't cause problems, or we we'll fucking blast your shit. You know, mm-hmm. like that's about it. And so I'm at Day Day down there, and at first, because I was moving shit for a minute, you know, and I can say this too, it's cool. I was moving shit, and I thought I had ops on me. So I thought Day Day was an undo because this kid, this little ass kid, pulled up. He's like, "Hey, get me some Swishers. You got some weed?" I was like, "Nigga, you were like twelve. You go to school with my little sister." <laughs> so I pushed him off and I pulled up on Day Day and I was like, "What's good, nigga? You an undo?" Like blah blah. blah. He's like, "Nah, nigga, I'm from the hill." He's like, "Are you an undo?" And mm. that was it, bro. That's kind of how we met. So we ran into each other a couple times, gave him a ride home, and then. You know, realized he was actually, you know, actually Kelly Hill. And I was like, oh, shit. Hey, let me get his backdrop right quick. Wrong. Let <laughs> me get his backdrop from what he talking yeah, about. Yeah, and then, wait, wait, and then when, you, when you explain shit, I don't know if y'all niggas know, but what? this shit is heard around the world, right? So niggas don't know what the hill means. That's what niggas I'm about. I got to get uh, that backdrop. So let yeah, me get so, that backdrop. So explain, right? explain these, 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 these shit. Boom. He talking about KHM, talking about KHV, talking about KOK. Okay. Mm-hmm. He talking about Kelly Hill. Kelly Hill is Black in Hayward, California. Okay. And it's right off of the borderline of Castro Valley. The thing that makes it so um, significant is that this is the first place where the redlining had happened as far as the Bay Area goes. My grandparents tried to move into Castro Valley. The white folks was like, nah, wow. y'all can't live here. Y'all got to go to the other side of the highway, which is over where Kelly Hill is. Fairview, Kelly Hill. Fairview, Kelly Hill. So basically all of our, our whole residents, majority wise, it, like we the, we the second coming of our grandparents and our parents that had bought the houses when the first red line had happened. And so held on to them, never let go. It's the, it, back in the sixties, you know, it was, a, yeah. it was a haven for blacks and people, yeah. minorities, people of color. 
So like you got just all races, all like so many people up there. Mm. And after that, it goes down into A Street, then B Street. And you got the rest of the clicks that roll down through Hayward. But Kelly Hill is, you know, the beginning of all that shit. Uh-huh. So people kind of just, you know. So then, boom. There. So then you got KHV, Kelly Hill Villains, you know what I'm saying? Which is the mob over there. You got KOK, which is King of Kelly's. You feel Kings of Kelly. Mm. And so that's where, that's where those acronyms come from. Okay. So when uh, what was this dude's name again? Big Day Day. Day Day. So when Day Day introduced, <laughs> when Day Day introduced y'all, Classic. did you automatically just hit it off and be like, "Yo, let's let's continue to work" or what? Oh, instant. Oh, it was yeah, a, it was an instant that's thing. That's probably the song I should start with is because of you because that's the first. Yeah, you probably ever, should. Yeah. Hey, that was um, that was uh, it was an instantaneous thing, and uh, Day Day don't really talk about people unless he believe in them, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, that's the thing about that's the thing about him. And so, um, again, get that vouch from him and known him for like years upon years. And he always tap in because uh, he, he a hood nigga, but he a conscious hood nigga. You mm. feel me? Mm. Uh, so he's yeah. like he's like more recent menace to society. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he want to do good, but he that's what he, I was compared to. Yeah. Up. Hey, 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 but he got to he he want to do good, but he know he got to do some bad. You yeah, know yeah. he rocking from colors. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's rocking for cool. the money. Yeah, yeah man, he's rocking <laughs> for the money. So uh, it was instantaneous. As soon as he came in, I was like, bro, um, yada 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 da da. And you dropped that beat, right? You had brought that beat. Yeah, right? actually, the first so the first EP, the first projects we did together were actually all my beats that ended up. So I kept bringing shit over, and we were working on your beats. We were working on hella shit, but that was it. That was it. We uh, I just I brought well, we started in with that the depressing ass beat because I was like, this I, we is make my a lot style. of we make this a lot of uh, uplifting sad music. Yeah, mm. I was like, this is kind of my style. I'm a sad ass <laughs> nigga, bro. I make sad shit. I'm always crying about shit, like mm. in my beats, bro. So like, here it is, bro. If you fuck with it, you fuck with it. He's like, I'll fuck with it. And then everything he did, he's fucking diversity is key. You know, yeah, so so uh, P- pilot forty seven. You seem more like dark and shit, and then Valentino. You you seem more like on some hyper like let's party type shit. I'm so did that. so did you find it hard when you started to make music with him? Did you find it hard to like go down to his level? Or not at no? all. No, no, okay. not at all. The first beat did not work though. I will say what that. beat? Remember the first one we started on, and it was like a little hyphy, but it was just like more of a generic West Coast. And we never. Uh, it, it was it was generic uh, generic West Coast. It was from my boy from Detroit. We, so because we never. Hey, shouts it. out to Devon too. <laughs> it's not it's not saying that it's generic. It just isn't like yeah. It was more know? of a West Coast beat, and we ain't like hyphy. Hey, but we though. finished that though. That yeah, was the we, second song that we did though. Uh, that was the second song. But song uh, actually, what he don't know is that I'm the original sad nigga. You feel me? Make people cry. Uh, is is a specialty. <laughs> Get people into their feelings is a specialty, and uh, so no, nah, it was it wasn't it wasn't at all. Hard. What about uh, what about you, uh, uh, pilot? Oh no, it wasn't hard. I mean, genuinely, I like to morph to people around me, but mm-hmm. that's been my problem for so long. So I was like, you know what, fuck it, bro. If the song's about love and getting some pussy, I'm gonna talk about hating and losing some pussy, but mm. make it sound, you know. Like make it go with the flow, you know. Play on some words, you know. Really challenge myself, yeah. Because this nigga really pushed me to challenge me, 
you know, from the core of myself instead of just like word jumbles in my head. You right. know, I was, I was actually, you know, right, trying to fit, trying to fit some kind of other description. For yeah, I know. Fuck that. I was just like, boom, this is what I feel, bro. Like I can be the person I am outside of the music, but when I'm here, like this is the only time I really express myself and like, that's it. This is my time. This is my little diary. You know, I'm a fucking write and I just call it a day. Yeah. Explain to me the first, uh, song that you guys did together. Because of you. Because of you. It's because of you. That song. Too. <laughs> uh, the first. Uh, okay, so the first song that we did, um, and of course, Day Day was there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Day Day be rocking hood shit. He listen to hella shady Nate. That nigga <laughs> listen to hella. Uh, you feel me? Everybody from the town. You know what I'm saying? Um, Some niggas that hella kick like and you feel me? Shit. Just 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 all of that other. Um, support everyone though he really do yeah but he does though but he He does though so Mm. when he had put it on it was instantly uh emo it it was it was instantly emo and uh we (laughs) we you know okay okay process wise process wise yep do another one yeah do another one I'm I got some in the car too. I should go get. I should have. I should have just brought it. I should have just brought it. You gotta understand, nigga. We be on it 24 seven. When I told you on set, nigga, I was not lying. Hey, he ain't lying. I don't be on it like that though. Stay, stick to the subject. Nigga. Okay, let's do the subject. Okay, boom. You feel me? When you first popped in, and the process wise is like I um I gotta make love to the music before I say anything. I gotta love it. I gotta feel it. I gotta know where the vibe is, and uh, I you know I gotta see. What is the song actually saying? So, uh, I think he already has something written, right? You already had something written to actually that beat. I had something written a while ago, but not specifically to that beat. I took it off of a song called I Love You. And then another song called Hate to Breathe. <laughs> and I put those two together. There's that one. Yeah, there's that one. You know. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the whole process and the formulation and the materialization of it really came from seeing where he at and seeing what the actual beat is saying. And as soon as that happened, it was it was on. <laughs> I needed an outlet because my wife had left. So I oh, and then there's that. Yeah, that I happened couldn't do shit it. on my own. I was just you know I drank or get. So drunk. you were married at the time? No, I was left at the time your wife left and you she kept playing with my fucking emotions coming back and so you were married before <laughs> yes yes yeah, through but religion just... not legally oh okay yeah uh, do we have the song right now that we can that we can play put me on put me on because of you let's make it happen. Oh, wait 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 i'm pausing it is paused all right no someone introduced the shit Hey, um, this is uh, Valentino X, and I'm going to show you our uh, first song, me and Pilot Number 47. And actually, if y'all really need to know, we have a uh, group together called Pet Oasis with Clover. She's not here right now, but uh, all love to you, Clover. We love you for love so Clover. much. And um, this is our first song called um, Because of You. Baby, it's because of you. It's because 
first song right there yeah, that's the first one that's how it all happened right there and then that was it we're like oh no we can't stop now <laughs> yeah that was definitely we went from one song a night to like two songs to like four songs a night to yeah. just like how many ever we could get through yeah well that was uh i'm shocked is that different no i'm saying that was good oh thank you <laughs> fuck yeah thank you that was a vibe right there yeah it is Touching this is a soul Oh yeah, hey, so that's our genre. That's our genre that we've created. Right. Trap soul. And there's soul. Right. And then 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 there's trap. It was like, this is touch and soul type of shit. Yeah, Day Day did coin that. Touch and soul. (laughs) Touch touch and soul is the genre that we uh are uh perfecting. Okay, okay. So you guys make this song, you realize, okay, yeah, we got chemistry. And then you guys from then you were like okay now we're a group actually that didn't come until like that didn't come until okay so um uh, all right so from first from there we was like oh we definitely making more music you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying i like your style you like my style uh and we knocked it out like you know what i'm saying ethic wise because that's just how i like to operate as far as like making music bro i just like to fucking go in there get the shit done um Lay down the process, think about it just maybe for a little bit, and then fucking like I just like to finish things, bro. Mm-hmm. So um from that point it was like, oh, it's on. It's it's on. You feel me? I'm gonna see you tomorrow or something. You feel me? One thing Day Day had told me too before I'd met you actually 
was that it's like this nigga's fucking serious about music, bro. If you fuck around, like if you if you aren't serious about it, bro, like he's not gonna fuck with you. He's not gonna work with you. Yeah, that's true. And I was like, I don't give a fuck, nigga. I just need someone to be on it. Like I don't I don't play with people who fuck around either. You know, like I I, I need someone who's just fucking consistent. And yeah. then it just worked out, honestly. Yeah. I was like the same mindset as you. Like I will not waste time. After that song, it kind of locked it in. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Would you say that the, um, the consistency that, um, that I, that we do make music is, uh, like something that you have not experienced before? Yeah. I would say, cause I was, I was always in punk bands or, or doing folk. I played guitar for like. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, uh, oh, shit. My bad. Nigga, I'm asking the question. My bad. I had, a, uh, I had to find I'm out because like, this, 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 like, <laughs> this, this is my cutty. Hey, this is my cutty. This is my cutty. I'm like, you motherfuckers know, y'all know each other already. Hey, what, the fuck hey, you ask, what are you asking we, him questions hey, for? Hey, but nigga? we don't do this that often. You feel me? What do you mean you don't do this? Like, we don't get, we don't chop it up about each other's life as far. So little about each other, to be honest. Yeah, like we just. I know he has a relate, sister. Like he has a sister, and you know, my like two I, sisters. Like I just know him. I, I know him as first off my brother, just uh, off spirit. Yeah. Second uh, off, I know him as an artist. Third off, I know him as a person. You know what I'm saying? You about to know You about to break Oh, backbreakers anonymous. Yeah, about to learn a lot about this nigga right now. Yeah, that's the thing right there. You feel me? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Backbreakers anonymous. So. uh Let's 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 jump off this music thing and 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 because uh, on this podcast we dig deep in let's people's lives, everyday celebrities. And when you what? dig when you dig deep in someone's life, you understand why they're the person they are now. You know what I'm saying? Dig. So, uh, damn, I keep forgetting the fucking. Um, well, I'm Valentino X, and this is pilot number forty-seven. Yeah, pilot, pilot, <laughs> <laughs> Pilot forty seven. You 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 stated you stated you were uh, spiritually married. Yes. So Ex- explain explain this to to me. So actually, this is a fucking crazy story, as is all of my life. But mm-hmm. this this one's pretty cool. So this little Afghan chick, I won't say her name. And you won't say your ex wife's name, nigga. All these woomty wombs, man. This is woomty womb number two. Her big problem was she knows my music good, so if I ever got big, that's one thing that she did not want. She never wanted to be a part of any of that shit. So she didn't want you to mention her name in none of your songs either? I mean, I don't say her name in general because it kind of just doesn't rhyme with shit. Like, to be honest, bro, I've tried to put it in songs, and it just kind of fucks up the song. (laughs) Does her name have one of those... It, no, Song no, it sounds in it. <laughs> Does that have one of those throat gasm <laughs> things you gotta do? To fucking butcher when you're singing about it. Right. But she's just like the like being fame, having, <laughs> having, your, shit, <laughs> having your shit out there, bro. Like this was not about. She mm. wasn't about that. So I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna disrespect okay. that piece of it. You know, I'll let her. I'll let her be, bro. I won't put her on the too. All right, all right, all right. So bitch, see how dumb this bitch was. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> But, um, shit, so I met her at, at college. I actually wrote her a poem. Mm-hmm. And, uh, usually she's, she's a bad little bitch. So she would walk around, have her strut going, like, not, don't give a fuck about these niggas. And then one day she was just like head down. She just looked like shit. Like she didn't look like had no confidence behind her. She was going through some rough shit. I guess some rumors were spreading about her. I don't fucking know. Like this bitch is kind of, you know, she's a little older. Mm-hmm. And so. I wrote a poem, you know, like, I was like, basically, I see you every day, and usually you're about your shit, like, fuck what these niggas gotta say, because you're strong, just keep doing you, and so two weeks had passed. Wait, 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 that was the poem? 
I mean, it was more in depth than that. Oh, okay. I was about yeah, to say. I mean, yeah, was, uh, you heard my music, so you can imagine <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the words that right. you know, she heard. And um, <laughs> Backbreakers Anonymous. <laughs> Backbreakers Anonymous. And here I'm like this colorful ass, like little ass nigga. And she's like one of those, you know, like mm. Afghan chicks, like try to dress up, keep her shit all straight. So mm-hmm. like I was like a kid to her basically, but not really, you know, at the end of it. No, but um, I wrote that shit. And then two weeks later after winter break, she's like, I've been thinking about you. I can't stop thinking about you. Like this poem was amazing. Like, let me just get to know you. Mm. And then actually from that day on, we were literally like together. You know, we always fought like and shit like ah you know we weren't expecting this like i didn't i didn't really want anyone and she just kind of wanted someone to fuck around with but it just ended up being serious and so we had done like our little marriage thing with each other through like under god through our religion and then wait wait, what religion was this we're muslim okay so are you still muslim yeah regardless of the relationship islam is where my heart is Mm. I, I couldn't fight that. So that was a blessing from that relationship. Because mm. I got to find a piece of me that I really didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it gave me some salvation. But um, we came back from, we moved to Washington for a year. We came back and uh, we'd been together for three years at that point. And we met a couple that had gotten randomly just put together and married in 1970 when they went to Asia. And they did, it was like a big thing. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. But a couple there that, that was actually married there had stayed together and they had like this little church that they ran. Mm-hmm. And so we did a little marriage ceremony with them. And it turns out that those are the parents of this girl I literally like grew up through, through elementary school, middle school and high school with and had no fucking clue. Her parents were these people. So it was just, it was cool, mm. you know, but, um, that's kind of how it, so it was like married twice and then, our separation was like well i mean when you when you do marriage like that is, is there anything exchanged like a ring or anything or is it just like yeah we, words we like, wanted our big ceremony which is called a nikah and then our marriage like our actual wedding with the whole family when we had enough to do it so i mean financially like coming from washington back here it was hard and then like we're young bro like i was like what like 22 you mm. know 20 22 at the time and i'm only 25 now so it's not like oh it's crazy yeah but like you learn a lot you know in those times like i I literally walked into a blind having no clue like had a little household for us and stuff took her out to washington because that's what she wanted uh try to put her through college and shit but like i mean i couldn't take care of myself so uh-huh. it was just rough had a dog <laughs> out there. So what <laughs> happened? Because Muslim women, like they don't believe. Well, the Muslim women that I've interacted with, they they don't believe in divorce. You know what I'm saying? Once you get yeah. married, it's like till death, and that's really it. Yeah. So what happened with y'all? It wasn't, uh, I guess, a legal marriage bound by family, bound by you know, because there's other things where you could have two witnesses from both families, mm. and usually it'd be like you know, elders, the higher up people. Mm. We didn't have that, so I guess I don't know. And and her family, like they weren't like tra- super traditional. They were a lot, you know, different. Like they would do a lot of traditional shit or like hide shit from like the fathers. But the family was mostly ran by women. So they kind so of. So she felt like it was easier to like, it was easier to leave to because of, oh, okay. she had so much non-success with her aunties and and cousins' relationships mm. as well. You know, they're all kind of just headstrong, but mm. not you know, not there. <laughs> so it was okay. just different. It was just it made it hard. Did y'all just grow apart or what? No, actually, I was fucking 
it crushed me for a long time you know mm. it's probably that's honestly why i drink to this day like i just got stuck in that and and you get put in a time capsule when you drink and so mm. when i was drinking through that whole process like every time i stop every time i sober up i get brought back to where i left off and mm -hmm. it's always thinking about her you know so i literally have fucking nightmares of this bitch like haunting me like i can't sleep i have my demons <laughs> as well from some shit i did in the past so like i can't sleep because yeah. of that so now it's just it's a shit show so i just trash do you, <laughs> do you think you're uh an alcoholic a hundred percent i'm not i can't i can't hide that like i'm not gonna be like oh, i'm not an alcoholic like you just see me put shots and chase it with beer like and we ready I for mean, another one and i'm ready for another way. one i was yeah. drinking before he came here yeah to be honest. Yeah. so like yeah like, it has to like i was literally woke up <laughs> four times took a shower four times was dying for tw 12 hours today yeah. because of last night because of last night right. and the day before when i was the henny throwing the, up the, blood the, the, the henny and the douce we'll do fuck the douce yeah that'll fuck do it that'll do it to you i remember why i don't drink the fucking dog water but i remember uh valentino x what's goody how many abortions <laughs> have, <laughs> have you had <laughs> Uh, I've had um, uh, a compilation of uh, compilation, a compilation of Damn. three. three. I've had a compilation of three abortions in my time. Okay, okay, in my time. But I do have a daughter. Oh, you have a daughter? Yeah, she's uh, going to be 14th on the 28th. Shouts out to Jasmine Love McCoy. I, I love you. That. I love you very much. What? You know, you didn't ever know this nigga has a I'm kid? I'm telling you, bro. No. We don't be talking yeah, like you. this, bro. Wow. We just make music. Like, we just get in there and bust out music. I had no okay. clue. Yeah. Okay, 14? 14. <laughs> 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 yeah, she's catching Damn. up on She's She's gaining up on you right now. Uh, so yeah. So how is I got another person to ride or die for then, nigga. You already yeah. know, bro. How is Uncle Iggy? I'm gonna probably ask, this is some serious questions right now. Let's get in. Since you have a child. How is fatherhood raising a black I'm assuming she's she's she obviously with, uh, she's, black. she's mixed with Mexicana. Okay, well I mean well but she's, she's black, black though. How is raising a black child? during these times these racist times that are going on how is that for you um it's the best times and the the reason it's the best times is because i'm a conscious i'm a conscious being and uh i don't mean to interrupt but do you do you do you tell your daughter the real or do you sugarcoat yeah, nah, shit? i tell her the real like so she, you don't sugarcoat nothing i don't sugarcoat nothing as, as and, and even on those lines mm. when i told her that santa wasn't real when she was like five or something mm. her mom got mad mm -hmm. yeah you know i'm saying when i was like all oh, that shit fake her mom got mad. Mm -hmm. So I, I keeps it, I keeps it really, really real because again, uh, and I, I, I hate to keep saying this, but we're not going to be here for that much longer, bro. You nah. feel me? We, we don't have a lot of time here on this planet. Yeah. I just, I just saw your, one of your Instagram videos where you were talking about, uh, niggas is here basically talking about death. Basically talking about death and that we only have, a, everybody has approximately a hundred years to live here. I don't even think a hundred years. The average nigga lives to like 80. Okay, but then you got them others though. Yeah, you got you them. Me? You got that, them others. That same day I posted my shit, I was like, I woke up. Like, like this shit is depressing, nigga. Throwing up. It's not though. It's, like, it should make you look at the time that we have now, yeah. not at the time that we gone. If someone came up to you and said, Valentino X, I'm giving you a chance to know exactly what day and time you're going to die, would you not want to know? Yeah. 
I know that day actually too. When I'm 47 on my 47th birthday. Pilot number 47. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying this since uh, I was 15. The premonitions. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're saying you're going to die at age 47? What that's time? My, that's my yeah. number. Yeah. What time? 10-22-1995, uh, 8-54. Right when I turn it, we're going to cut it off. Wait, wait you, You're going to die at age of 47 at 10-22? No, that's the day. On October 22nd. 10-22 at 8 at, like at 8? 56 p.m. That's when I was born. Right. When he came in is when he's so going to go out. make a full cycle. How old are you now? Um, I got 22 more years left. So 22 more years. And how did you come up with this? Uh, I was 13. I just, you know, thought about, like, I don't want to live. You know, my grandfather, he passed away at 64. And, you know, he was healthy as fuck. Like, one of the healthiest people I've probably ever met. Mm-hmm. And um, I got taken by a heart attack. So I was like, it won't fucking matter. My mm-hmm. other grandfather has diabetes and, like, has no toes. You know, so I was like, I already know I'm fucked when I'm older, <laughs> like, yeah, thin as fuck. So I'm going to be brittle. I was like, 47 is my day. Do it, you know the cause of your death? Uh, What's going to be the cause? I mean, whatever is motorcycle, motorcycle accident, probably, probably in the high stakes. Because mm. the SV650 was supposed to kill me, but it didn't. So now I got an R1, which is mm. a bigger, faster bike. But I mean, yeah, okay. you just take yeah, it as you go. When it comes, it comes. And I'm... I can't shy away from that, you know, because mm-hmm. I have a set date, so I have shit to do before that right. date. Right. And it gives me the strength to actually do shit. It actually helps me fight my depression, which is fucking weird, but it does. So I dig that. I so, dig that. Uh, Valentino X, why would you want to know when you. Um, I want to know because, um, again, deadlines. Mm-hmm. This time, literally, deadline, right? Yeah, this nigga. And I want to. I want to accomplish my goals and my dreams and make sure that I set them up and schedule an agenda to do those things that therefore it's like, it's like, if you know that, then you spend every day like it's your last day. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And you'll be closer to be like, I only got so much fucking time to do this. I got to do it now. I can't sleep in the bed. I can't play these video games right now. I can't. Go fuck with young bopper over there, Backbreakers Anonymous. Shout Backbreakers out. Backbreakers Anonymous. Um, but that's that's why I would want to know because um, it would just give me an imminent time of and, and a structure of things that I need to do and accomplish here mm. rather than just kind of like, you know, oh, I could die at any time. You know, everybody can say that. And then when everybody does say that, they can just lollygag and procrastinate and fucking shoot the shit instead of like actually obtaining and going for their passion and their purpose. Most niggas settle from 27 to 30 and I ain't going to be that nigga. Have you ever seen well, that's true. That's pretty one true. of the boys in, in, in the pen or, or in true. jail, if they turn 30 in prison or turn, turn 30 behind bars, that, that's that nigga for the rest of his life. And I'm not, you know, I just, I want to have accomplished something by that 30 so i could have that last 17 to really you know what is the what is the one thing this is i want you both to answer this individually what is the what is the uh the most thing that you are most proud of in your how old are you now 25 25 within these 25 years what is the most the the thing that you're most uh, proud of that you accomplished i have done i've know so much about random ass shit 
<laughs> but I have not perfected one thing, you know? So you're a master of none. He knows a lot yeah, about a little. Or he knows a little about a lot. Like, I'll build you a bike, I'll build you a computer, I'll build you a car, I'll build you a fucking tank, I'll build you a strap. Just kidding. Hypothetically, government. That's what you're most proud of? No, I'm saying, like, I know how to do all that, but the thing that I make that I know that just other people can't make it is the music. And that's become literally, like, my sole derivative for being alive. Mm. is the music is to literally do something with that before 47 like that's my shit now mm. i used to sign everything i did whether it was a bike i made uh, art i did something yeah. i drew some clothes i tried to make mm. i always had my signature on it but my signature just feels natural on the music and that's where it's gonna stay so that's where i'm gonna stay mm. so you're most the most thing that you're most proud of within your 25 years is the music. Yeah, this is the diversity that I can, you know, bring, and I can work with so many different people. And he kind of like it was perfect working with him because he's so fucking diverse. Like he, mm. he just does whatever he wants, and and I needed that kind of anarchy style of music mm. so I could just like fucking unlock. You know, our album doesn't have to all be a whole sad album. It could be sad and fucking happy at the end. Like yeah. It could just be a real good mix, but like that structure behind that music to help me understand like, okay, I can make albums of different things. I can make EPs and EQs of different projects that like really put it together. Like, okay, I don't have to just focus on one style, you know, like mm. I, can, I can do what I wanted to do, you know, and it kind of just gave me individualism mm. and it helped me a lot, honestly, because I hadn't seen people do that before besides myself and then him and we do a lot of freestyle. Mm. so we don't when we first hear a beat we just freestyle to it and we'll do a whole entire song freestyle and then pick out what we like of it and then just start writing it down and put it together and it sometimes it happens instantly sometimes it takes 15 minutes but it's like never over an hour we just our shit just comes quick it's, i'm gonna say you feel me and for the for the record you feel me i'm gonna be 35 in august you feel me and uh that's a beautiful thing and i could say the music is my greatest is my greatest um, accomplishment. Uh, I can say that my daughter is the greatest accomplishment, but I think that honestly, I think it's the the energy that I've learned to fully uh, encompass to be able to inspire a lot of people. That's my greatest accomplishment, bro. Is like a, is like inspiring people. Like I've helped a lot of people find their voice, their passion, their direction, their purpose, and all of that. And that's that's like my greatest accomplishment. You feel me? It's harnessing that energy that I do have. Okay. Now, in uh, the next, uh, let's say, five, ten years, right? This is both both of y'all can answer this individually. What is, what do you want to accomplish? Next five to ten? Um, okay. Five to ten. And I, I, have, a, I have an actual list. Give me give me a short term goal, which is within five years, and give me a long term goal, which is ten years. You know? Short term, uh, I need to not even need to. I'm going to um, produce this application uh, uh, web app uh, called uh, Destiny Ciphers, spiritual the first the world's first spiritual media platform. So you have social media platform and you have spiritual media platform. Within the next five years. Uh, I'm going to develop a um, platform that is going to revolutionize the life coaching industry. Mm. Uh, in the long run, in 10 years, I need to have about five properties. Right now, I have one 
uh, credit getting good. <laughs> Holla at your boy, you feel me? Credit getting good. And, um, <laughs> and uh, I need to have about five properties and to just be able to live off of the land, really, uh. in that sense of uh, capitalism. So that's my short-term, long-term. That's good goals. Okay. May I use the restroom? Yeah, go ahead. I hey, know and when you go out there, can you bring me a beer, nigga? Yeah. And grab one if you want one. Okay. Grab whatever y'all niggas, nigga, in the refrigerator. But, uh, uh, pilot. All right. Your turn. Five years. I want to have a license. Restroom's there. Refrigerator. Boom. I want to be able to get my identity and shit back to get my license. I want, I don't know, bro. I just want to be a person here again. You know, mm. I've, I've lost a lot here and, and shit. Like, I don't know. I just, at one point I stopped doing shit. Right. You know, I just, I have no license, no insurance, nothing. Like I ride bikes. Yeah. But I'm, mm. I'm going to catch me on a bike. Cause I'm going to fucking dip out. Yeah. And if I don't, then I'll go down and I'm already accepting of that, you know? Mm. So. I just kind of want, you know, some shit. Like, I can't even get verified on my, like, my identity here. So, I'm like, I can't do shit. I just want to have an identity again. And, and kind of just, you know, in five years at least. Mm. And then in ten years when I get that shit rolling and get that shit popping, then I don't know. I don't really care to own property because I don't get too close to things. But I'd want to own businesses for sure. Like, maybe business property or put stakes in business, put percentage in something that... I don't have to physically keep up. Mm. I can literally just hover over it. I'm good with stock. I'm good yeah. with math. You know, I'm good with that shit. So I could have, you know, my main people that really just put their time into it while I'm doing my shit, you know, but be able to fund them to kind of build that money up. I put a lot of faith in, in random people. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. There is no connection for me in the first place. Mm. I have... A list of brothers, and this is you know one of my brothers, but I've had a lot of friends come and go, and I always tell my friends that you're expendable to me, and because you're not, you know, you're not a brother, like you are a friend, and you mm. need to understand that. Yeah, you like you may as well be like my third, like my number three, you know, like my third bitch, like you're an expendable bitch, and you know it, you know, you come over to fuck, and then you leave, mm. and it's like it might sound cruel, but like niggas got to know where their boundaries is at, and most people are too shy to say no. You know, like, I will step on your fucking neck. And I guess that comes from my childhood. <laughs> it comes from, like, just always being ready to, like, aggressively, you know, defend or, or survive, but never, you know. So hearing, hearing you talk, I feel like you have a very interesting childhood with a lot of, like, deep dark stories and shit because you said you were depressed correct yeah i've, I've been depressed since the, well, i have adhd extreme adhd were you diagnosed with this or you just yeah, thank no, you I, I was diagnosed with extreme adhd and they gave me a bunch of like the starting pills back when i was like seven now let's shit. let's stop there do you think uh those pills helped you or just fucked you up even more because i but i believe focus for sure but like if i if i take some adderall or if if I do some coke, it'll be the same exact shit, except I won't be depressed on the coke. Mm. Like that's it, you know. It's it's like because I'm a, I'm a true believer of uh, a lot of psychiatrists and shit mis misdiagnose yeah. uh, children, especially minority black children. 
I mean, I did a podcast about this and I was t- actually talking to a doctor and then um, I felt um, that a lot of people, especially like child psychologists, uh-huh. they misdiagnose the minority kids. And then like you have a kid who's like 12 or something. He's real hyper. I mean, it's just because he's 12. Like all kids are hyper. Right. But then the so- child psychologist looks at that kid and be like, oh, no, he has ADHD. We need to put him in a special class think- because... I don't know if you noticed, but schools get more money when they have special needs kids. And I didn't then, know that. Yeah, yeah and then that, and that's why, and that's why uh, a lot of minority kids are diagnosed being mentally with retarded these, uh, and shit disorders. like that. Yeah, with disorders uh-huh. because these schools will get more money. They would can't you, do that with the white kids. Would you say that? It, would you say that it's like because they approach it with the um, with the technique or the, with the uh, concept that one size fits all kind of thing? I think it's that, and I think you have these crooked child psychologists who are working uh, in, cohesive with the, with the fucking school system to try to get more money into these schools and shit like that. And then, I mean, I'm a big fan of Dr. Umar Johnson. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Of course. But if you listen to him, he breaks it down how all these child psychologists uh, misdiagnose black kids all the fucking time. Yeah. And then they give them pills, and I'm not a fan of... Uh, the white uh pill system you know like medical system yeah. is i mean because if the medical system needs people to to be sick to to survive you know what i'm saying because if the medical whole, system was right. here to actually heal you they will go out of business right right because if everyone is getting healed we will go out of business and shit right like and that's that. ph- that's pharma and, a, and that's so pharma we, in a motherfucking yeah, issue so we subscribe niggas like pi- uh pilot 47 these fucking pills and this nigga takes a pill and he thinks that uh, I need these pills to survive. And then now he becomes addicted to the goddamn oh, pills. He, yeah, yeah. And shit Not like him, that. Not him, but he don't know. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, my question, I don't mean to go into that real spiel, but, but my question my question that. to you is, do you think these pills actually helped you or, or, or what? What helped with the diagnosis was I was very high IQ. Mm-hmm. And it showed prominently. Like it was, it was very, it was very there that I'm a fucking smart kid. Yeah. But I just could not. I couldn't do shit in class. There's, there's just so much stimulant. You know, like like learning people, feeling people, and that's all. That's I, how I survived is learning the room. So I literally spent all my time just getting to know people. I didn't give a fuck about schoolwork. That shit was easy as fuck. So why would I waste my time on some bullshit that I already know? Because I had a tiger stepmom who just trained shit into me when I was with my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I had no choice but to be that that kid. Like I was listening to Tony Robbins fucking going to bed and shit. Like not forcefully, but forcefully kind of like listening to like like all these like TED Talk type of people, you know, my whole entire life growing up. Mm. So it's like. It's just like, you know, with religion, it's like you keep, you know, someone away from some shit for so long because it's forbidden. It's like, that's where you're going to go, you know, and I was more so that kid. I was like, I want to explore and learn people on my own. Fuck what you're telling me because it's a lie. You know, like I I never trusted anyone growing up. My own parents don't trust, you know, like mm-hmm. never. And so it just became a thing where it's like, I need to learn on my own. And this school shit's bullshit. I already know, you know, like which public school is a fucking joke. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it's a fucking joke. Uh, look at the camera. It's a fucking joke, <laughs> no, it's but it ain't funny though. Joke. But yeah. it ain't especially funny, California though. public schools. You fucking joke. Yeah. Yeah. True to lie. I broke it up. So, uh, what um, 
this question is for uh, both of you guys. Where do you what? Uh, explain. Let's get into another song. Actually, all right. Okay. What's Put the, on what? that speed racer then. Speed racer. Put on that speed racer. So explain. Oh, put on pair races. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, put on pair races. Yeah. yeah. Hey, on, hey, uh, shouts out to Clover one more time, bro. I'm finna tag. I'm finna tag you in all of this interview right now, and uh, she's the other. She's like the trifecta of our squad, son. She's mm. the trifecta, and uh, she's this uh, young lady from San Francisco. Now she's out in like Santa Cruz, and. Uh, we just linked up, and she's got a lot of soul, and she got a lot of harmony, and um, <laughs> and she dope as fuck. Her energy just is like the most pure, like she's a pure she's a pure being. So what is she did she produce the song? Or? Nah, she's a singer. She's oh, a, she's, she's on a, the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's a, she's okay. a vocalist, and uh, we're gonna start shooting this music video actually, um, probably within the next couple of weeks for mm. this song that we're about to put out. It's called Paroasis by the tomorrow, by the group called Paroasis. Mm. All right, so this is well. You introduce it, nigga. Hey, so uh, this song that we finna, uh, you feel me, throw out here and throw into the atmosphere and to the wavelength is called Paroasis, uh, which is um, a split between Paradise and the Oasis, and we combine it. And uh, actually, I'll give you a little bit of a background as far as like this video shoot finna go, and that is, you know, um, we're going to be fallen angels that come down. Uh, or fall down, crash down, and we have breaking, we have broken halos, broken wings, and as as the music video is going on, we're attempting to try to put those wings back together to get back to where we were, only to find out that we are already in the Paroasis. Bam. <laughs> go, let's go. <laughs> and it's my favorite song on the album. I'm in paradise when I open up my eyes to you And I, I'm in paradise and been blinded by the sight of you Like paradise, paradise has never felt so good to me
life today Ain't no right away I just find a way Bitch brought me to my knees Now I'm crashing through Spinning bread And I'm passing you I'm telling I ain't asking you Babe just grab my hand Let me be your man Ain't about the bands All about the plans Bitch don't hold your breath Now you hold your arms Say some rest about your throne Ain't no sex Cause you saw that all this on I'm in paradise when I open up my eyes to you I'm in paradise and been blinded by the sight of you Paradise, paradise you never felt so good to me Hey, that's that Pearl Oasis. This is his beat. This that Pearl Oasis. Hey, shouts out to Loud Astro, too. Hey, hey, that's Pearl Oasis. Um, that's a good song. Yeah, Revitalize is a good song. Um, yeah, so that's Pearl Oasis, bro. Okay. And that's my favorite song on the album. So y'all got an actual album out. Oh, bro. Yeah, for sure. It's out or you're working on it? No, it's out. It's out. Oh, the album's out. Uh, yeah, it's volume two. And actually, um, just on a uh, actual personal note, um, I'm only dropping three albums every time. Every time that I drop some music, I'm only dropping three albums every time. There's no more one album ever, ever for the rest of my time. Because I, I, I work too much and the work rate is too high and I, got, I have too many tracks in my archive that are like, it's not out there yet. They're not out there, and they're like they're really, really good, and it's a piece of my life. You feel me? So every song that we do make it, it is a, it is a documentation. Like Tongans tattoo their history, but ours is just in files of fucking random music. <laughs> right. True. Mm. True. <laughs> Dope. I mean, uh, this is actually the first time I'm hearing your guys' music. Yeah. I you mean, heard like off of. Yeah, I heard like little little skits and shit, but like this is the first time I'm hearing like the full songs. Uh huh. And I'm uh, I have a, very I have a, I'm I'm very impressed. Thank you I'm for that. Impressed. But I have a, I do have a question though. Like, okay, there's always an awkwardness when I'm like, hey, listen to my song, mm-hmm. and I'm like in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that you can always get an honest opinion? On I mean, if this shit was weak, I would be like, yeah, I'm not feeling that. You know what I mean, because I'm very I'm very up. Yeah, okay, okay, I'm very okay, blunt. Okay, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, true that. Hey, true that. True that. That's why I was excited mostly. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's good music. Thank you. It definitely does not suck. And like Pilot Forty Seven, your voice is like that awkward voice, but it's like it's like it's like Future. You know, when Future, you you don't expect Future to be singing like ballads and shit. But is but Future. It's the way that he sings, like it's his like delivery, and it's his, it's his, his. I mean, it's just an awkward voice, and people are more drawn to like that awkward voice, like the rather than deep type of like, yeah. That's kind of 
like that's like how Macy Gray, Macy Gray yeah. voice is horrible. She can't yeah. sing, but but it's just that awkward fucking, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That awkward voice. Like so yeah, that. I mean it's I mean it's unexplained to her. And then you have uh Valentino X comes with the that's why I compared you guys to Floetry. Hey, first off, that is the that best. Is fucking big, yeah. Hey, thank you so much for that because I never thought about that. Well, and, I didn't even know if you niggas knew who that who they were. Well, def- yeah, I mean like uh again, diversity is the name of the game. Uh-huh. Diversity is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh he he don't know this yet, but we finna go on an EDM trip, we finna go on a house trip, a, a drum and bass, we finna go on a reggae, an afrobeat. That part of me yet cuz I I derive from folk and house. Mm-hmm. You know, so like this yeah, is all, this is all way different from what I even imagined my music would sound like. Pal- hey, palette wise, it's 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 all over. It's it's everywhere. It's it's, it's, it's everywhere plate. for sure. Uh, Valentino X, do you have poetry to recite? Yeah, do you ready? Nigga, <laughs> 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 if you ask a question, bro, you better be ready. Hey, Pete, this oh, I'm ready. That's why I asked. Okay, I mean, I didn't even right know here. if you had it. You just seemed okay. like you, you're like a. No, go, no, wait a minute, nigga. Oh, wait. okay. Well, I'm ready. I was in the mouth. I'm not talking about yeah. some like on some freestyle shit. I'm like talking about do you have poetry, spoken word poetry written in your phone that you can recite? Yeah, it's in my head, though. This nigga says one thing and he'll remember it. He'll remember okay. it for 20, yeah. 20 right, days. Hey, but I have, I have one that I like really need to get off of my. Uh, do you want to go right now? Yeah, I'm ready. I say, excuse me, miss, but I think I left my heart here because I cannot feel it when you are not here. I wonder how we got here. I just checked out Heartbreak Hotel where they know me well and they be like, he'll be back again. Fresh sheets. Make sure you vacuum in and keep it immaculate because when he gets back again, he'll have another one that is attached to him. Imagine that. All fun and game shits and giggles until someone giggles and shits. Riddle me this. See, if life is a game, then play your character. That instant satisfaction just damage to your criteria. Oh yeah, I'm hearing you. I mean, I, I meant to listen. I meant to give you that support like bridge beams while chasing your big dreams. What are friends for? I'm still running plays from my clipboard. Without a solid team, remain winless. Interest fall curbside like white walls. Sky fall. Thinking I would take a bullet for love and die hard. I'm painting from a different palette. Sifting through albums about to write this song called Ballad. Telling how I express more than just the challenge. Written poems that couldn't been with the legends. Rhyme book touching ceiling while sitting on top the dresser. I just stumbled in. Oh, you drunk again? Is it from the drag or is you drunk from sin? See, it's a blessing every day, but got a question every day like... Is a message every day. Like, why you gotta go so soon? Time flies. Give me five. High five. Down low. Too slow. So you always play. Everything is a game to you. Charades to you. And if it's you, I'll probably blame me too. Rather than play the fool. You're welcome. (laughs) You feel me? Ballad. Nice, nice. Ballad. Do you think, uh, being an Oakland Bay Area music artist, do you think it's important to put that uh you know bay area niggas talk that pimp and shit you know like little fingers and all that crap do you think it's important to to, to add that into your music and your poetry like uh, that slap that that pimp and that slap a bitch mentality you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> okay okay you feel me? let me tell me put it like this let me put it like this a mac is gonna mac a pimp is gonna pimp a simp is gonna simp and a trick is gonna trick and yeah, and in order to actually like, you know, 
you don't have to put it in there to represent where you're from, so to say. Mm. Like, Oakland is already known for that. Like, we don't need another person telling us that, you know, you don't mac 500 bitches or some shit. You know what I'm saying? As far as music goes, hyphy movement goes, because hyphy ain't dead, and it's going to be the Bay Area. That's just the, that's just the, the identity. That's the identity that we are going forever rock by. Mm-hmm. First, it was the pimping culture. First, it was the macking culture. You know what I'm saying? First, it was the drug pusher culture. Mm. And then hyphy came along. So I do think that um, it's important to represent where you're from, but you ain't really got to exemplify everything that's already been fucking out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, they know. They know. Like, I ain't Captain save I'm Mr. fucking Build-A-Bitch. You know, I'll build a bitch <laughs> up. Like, that's it. I'm not trying to pimp no hoes. I'm not trying to save no bitches. Like, if you're a woman, you're a woman, and I mm-hmm. respect that. If you're a girl, you're a little-ass girl, and you can mm. be that girl. If you're a bitch, you're a straight-up bitch. If you're mm. a thought, I don't even fuck with you, because you just riddled with syphilis. So. Would you guys ever let a bitch come in between you? <laughs> I mean, which way? <laughs> yeah, sure. which way you Hey, hey that's, that's a real... Don't even say that, nigga. <laughs> don't even say that, nigga. You giving them too much. You giving them too much, <laughs> Hey, but really though, in which way though? For real though, nah, hey, nah. Um, as far as it goes, you feel me? It's gonna be brotherhood over everything, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, uh, being solid and uh, and loyal and um, and real. Just being real, it's never, it's not gonna allow that to happen. You feel me? If we both macking on a bitch or whatnot, then she's just a bitch, and we both know, and we probably don't already had like backstage conversations about the bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like. Oh, what you gonna do with her? Oh, I'm gonna do this with her. And he like, what you gonna do with her? I'm gonna do this one. I'm gonna do the, the, the somersault twist. You feel me? Um, hashtag backbreakers anonymous. Okay, you know. All right, oh, this old fucking backbreakers anonymous shit. <laughs> oh, you what you want? What about it? Explain it. Okay, took over <clears throat> a household in Santa Cruz, and that was it. Wow, bro, just give them everything. Fuck bro. it, nigga. Fuck it. All right, look, there's a household in um Santa Cruz. When you do see this, I'm I'm I love you. Okay, um, but uh, there was a household in Santa Cruz that was filled with women that you guys used to live in. No, we didn't. We used to visit there, but you can say that we lived there. It was a whorehouse. No, no but they was personal, maybe. Uh, a, a sorority, nigga. It's pers- personally older than that. Like, yeah, my, my bitch was the same age as my mom. Like, no so it was a brothel. No, they were just. It was a. It was a. Women that lived it was a. It was a that gypsy was flat. <laughs> I feel like y'all niggas yeah. don't yeah. want these bitches to get in trouble. So it's not that they ain't, gonna, they ain't gonna get in trouble. It's oh, just it's, you know. It was a household we full of. Got that respect it's a respect. It's household a respect. full of old bitches. My my chick was young. My chick was like 30, 32. <laughs> you feel me? I mean, me too. But a household full of bitches. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, household in, in full Santa of bitches. Cruz. Yeah, and we used to do missions, and we be we just be like, man, I'm Very finna, I'm finna break a bag tonight. He yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm finna break somebody back tonight. Yeah. Backbreakers Anonymous formed from there. You know what I'm saying? The first night, dude. it's a cult. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it's a cult. <laughs> so how did y'all find out about this house? Uh, yeah, I make a lot of I make a lot of connections as you already yeah, know i make okay. a lot of connections with uh the female counterparts uh-huh. um and um because i like to explore and i like to get to um so you're in you're in that underground like bdsm uh, world yeah 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 i am like bitches tying you up and shit yeah yeah um not necessarily that because i'm a i'm not a dom- i'm a dominant yeah. i'm just dominant behind closed doors I'm, I'm just 
I'm just dominant, bro. I'm just dominant as fuck. So you be going to them like sex parties and shit? Yeah, definitely. Sex clubs and things. You feel me? Hey, shouts out to the Power Exchange and uh, (laughs) shouts out to my Cuddy. You know who you are. You feel me? Hey, he let me Cuddy, come on the show. Hey, I could bring bring him in though. I could bring him in though. For real. Hey, and he was a cu- <laughs> hey, he was a customer at Safeway. You know who you are, cuz. You know who you so are. Safeway was like your little melting hey, pot. Hey, Safeway, this Safeway on 35th. Okay, boom. Hey, you have you have um you have Merritt College there. Yeah. You have uh Holy Names University. Okay. You have uh Skyline over on that side. So it's completely wealth over here on the on the bottom side, mm. you feel me? It goes right wow. down into the 30s, to the dirty 30s. It goes right down off a of, um, uh, off a of high street. You know what mm. I'm saying? And so that that when it when it came together, it was at that Safeway. Okay. So I got the best of both worlds, but I I literally um. So no no, super let's, let's stay on this house though. So, oh, what you want? What house? What so, what house are so, you talking about? This 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 uh, with these bitches out there in the cruise. You so you are you are in this underground world of the BDSM, right? Yeah. Is this how you find out about the house? Because <laughs> nah. because of just being in that uh, <laughs> underground world. Nah, but I am in that underground world, and there are applications applied for that underground world, mm. such as uh, Field. Shouts out to them. Shout, uh, as far as um, Fat Life, shouts out to them. You know what I'm saying? But this actually came from a more commercial. Shouts out to Bumble. Uh, <laughs> but you know, um, <laughs> but you can find you can find a diamond. You can find a diamond in Sri Lanka. Yeah. You can find a diamond. Yeah, nigga, but I'm talking about how who put you onto the house? The, the chi- on. I put myself on. Put I put myself on. on. Okay, so the first I, time you go to the house. First time I go to the house. Were you with Pilot 47? Flowers, because it was coming to America. You feel me? Fly, you walk in the house. petals everywhere. You feel know I me? Mean? My clothes ripped themselves off. You feel me? <laughs> is, <laughs> is, this, is this a house full of white women? Uh, there was uh, one that was Hispanic. I don't know what she was. She hated, but most of them were white. Yeah, most of them were white. She hated. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, mostly mostly white. Yeah. So you walk in the house and it's specifically you. You knew it's you. You're going there to fuck somebody. Yeah. Okay. So hold on, forty-seven. Let me hear this nigga talk. All right, break break back is the proper term though. Yeah. But no, first she came over to my spot and it was. Cracking from the gate. Mm. It was cracking from the gate. Mm-hmm. Then she was like, hey, you need to come over to this oasis of a land. It's literally Narnia when you get there. Oh, it's literally Narnia. It's Damn. redwood trees everywhere. Hammocks hanging all over the place. Yeah. A creek running down. Yeah, it was an oasis. It's an, it's an oasis. Shit. It is. You That's need a, to tap in. Uh, I'm planning on it. You need, to, you need to tap in. <laughs> so you go there. It's a huge community. Shit happens. And then boom, you just become a, a member now. I'm a member, bro. I got my membership and everything. And you bring Pilot 47. Then I bring this nigga. <laughs> now, Pilot 47, what happens when you first walk in the door for the, the first time? time? It's, it's a rough ass weekend. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, you, you, <laughs> now Pilot 47, you're not in this underground world like this bro, nigga this is, right? Fr- I'm literally like my fifth time hanging out with this nigga. So, this, so, but, like this, so this is the first yeah, time. Like third time yeah. This is the first time you're going to experience the under, underground. BDSM world. Yeah, but I'm a Libra Scorpio, so I've you know I've had my 
my share of but you didn't do it on this extent of it's new but it ain't new to him yeah because like i never had niggas that were just like solid like i mean yeah what i'm saying is there's there's a difference between recording a song in your house with garage man and then going to an actual studio and recording correct so he's bringing you to the real shit right okay did he explain what's going to happen he just said we're gonna break, break some, some backs. backs, and I was already <laughs> drunk as fuck. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. So I got there, bro, and I literally looked at the female, and I was like, "I'm staying with you tonight." And she was like, "Okay," and that was it. That's so literally what happened. I got way too drunk. I fucked up and didn't. didn't do you fell asleep on her. Everything. Fell you look like a nigga who will fall asleep yeah. on a bitch too. So my nigga snoring and shit. Was you snoring, nigga? Nah, I probably. Don't know, he bro. probably does. He probably was. Maybe. And and so we dipped out, bruh, and I'm like, bruh, you know, I didn't do shit. So I was like, you know what? I got to make this up. Mm. I took my bike out the next day. <laughs> oh, you went and, by yourself? Yes. Went by himself. Because I was like, right. I did, I I had a mission and I failed the mission. You I just knocked on the door and said, hey, I no, I, called her, I let her know. I was like, hey, I'm going to slide out. I'll be around. She's like, okay, it's good. I, like, I can stay with you. She's like, yeah, it's good. I don't have work tomorrow. So I was like, all right, cool. Says like mission accomplished. I went and broke some back. I was like, I literally got on my bike, uh-huh. got to where I had cell service again, and was like, nigga, I did it. <laughs> I remember I got that. You, bro. I, I remember receiving. In. I remember receiving that like, text. If, if I don't lock it in, bro, then it might be awkward. It might fuck up. Like we, you know, we want to kick it. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is my nigga. So I'm like, if you if you tell me to do something and I fuck up, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I make it up. And that was, I mean, it was good for me too. You know, I got some good pussy, but at the same time, it was like. I had something I was supposed to do. My nigga said, do it. Mm. I didn't. So it's going to happen. Gave him like a little text like, hey, bro, like I locked it in, bro. We can travel together now. It's here. good. Like the, the bitch fucks with me. Yeah, it's good. So this house. Partner in crime. This house is where? SC. Santa Cruz. Yeah. Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz, fam. You oh, beautiful me? place. No mm-hmm. names, but we no love names, you. But we still love you, though. But we still love you, and I'm, I'm always going to love well, you. Well. This I'm gonna say this Uh-oh. on national. On, I mean, on on national on broadcast, public broadcast around the world. I mean, I already. <laughs> you, you already you already feel the energy. So this yeah. nigga already. Well, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna put you on record. Okay, At, for for what? To bring me to this house, nigga. You need to go to the house. I need to go to. Hey, this house. it's bad, son. <laughs> oh, it's shit. bad. I had to make oh, it bad for like I had to make it bad for logical reasons. Mm. I had to, I had to make it bad. But that does not mean there won't be other houses, right? And that doesn't mean that it's actually out of the question. You know what I'm saying? Some yeah. houses don't understand that they are a candidate yet, mm-hmm. and then when they get hit and they can't help it. This nigga all on cam, bro. You know they're going to watch all of this shit, bro. Oh, good. And that's what keeps them. I don't give a fuck. I'm honest as fuck. And bitches love that. Hey, but I love you, though. Still, I still love you. You are the nice one. You're, oh, I'm super nice. You're a good cop. I'm super I am nice. I'm super Satan nice. Cop. That's why I'm the, that's why I'm <laughs> the worst one. Shit, yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm the worst. <laughs> yeah, it'd, be, it'd be them niggas who'd be yeah. secretly plotting on shit. I mean, it ain't even a secret at this point. Backbreakers Anonymous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you're the most genuine nigga I've ever met, and you have genuine females whenever, you know. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. You I, do just, attract, you only, I do attract real it's ones. genuine people. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what you are. You could be a serial killer. I'll fuck you and then let you be. Mm. You know, like, I don't need to hear about your fucking life story. So both of y'all are single? 
I mean, yeah. No, I'm I not. mean, I yeah. Am, I am. Huh? I am. No, I'm not. I'm not single. Okay. Why is it? What, I am polyamorous, that? though. Oh, so you okay? So your so your girl's cool with all the shit. Yeah, they are. They are, and it took it took some time, but once you get there, it's um, it's a, it's more than a beautiful thing for everybody because there's no misconception and just complete understanding mm. and overstanding. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. I um, I was about to say something, but then I wouldn't shut the fuck. I up. spaced. <laughs> I spaced, bruh. So what do you uh where do you guys see your music uh where do you want to see your music uh go? Like what what's going on with this? Okay, music music wise, bro. I see us making our own lane. I see us making our our very own lane. Um and as far as like collaboration goes with like different bands or different, you know, I want to work with I want to work with the range from like Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack and her and um you know Sia and like, right right Dua Lipa you feel me and and so as far as the music goes bro um I think that we have a very universal style because I know that everybody has a pocket of sadness there. Some pockets are bigger than others. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, re- the relatability, I think, is at a, um, is at an all time high. And, um, and the sound is, the sound is good too. You feel me? The engineering behind it and all the producers. And you feel me? Shouts out Loud Estro, shouts out Love Jones. Um, and just <clears throat> really everything DIY. And we will do it ourselves because um, that's how that's how I want to keep it as far as this goes, mm-hmm. which goes back also to the industry thing. You know what I'm saying? Do it, do it yourself, bro. So then you can reap all the benefits yourself. You feel me? Um, I don't plan on uh, or there is no foreseeing future of us not making music. You know what I'm saying? Or splitting up. Like I, I only see him as a brother now. Like he family. Mm-hmm. He family now. And um, yeah, we well, talking I mean, platinum. We talking platinum plaques. Cody. Hopefully, you got you got the notice, nigga, during this hour. Hey, I got. Hey, I got a. Ho- I got we a whole. We know so much of each other because of our music, so we don't ask questions because the music says it all. And that's true. And we that, just that's work. True. Like we don't do shit else but work or break packs. Pilot twenty four uh, twenty forty seven. I mean, mm-hmm. do you have the same goals as well? That's just what he just stated. Yes, but in a very <laughs> shorter term. <laughs> How would you put it? straight up just like work with everyone i can bring awareness to whatever i can bring awareness to while i'm here yeah you know put my shit out to it not have kids because i i know it's gonna be a problem i've tried that shit you know but just really i used to have the saying and it's i'm for the broken not for myself and to be for other people you got to be for yourself (laughs) Mm -hmm. but genuinely it's it's really hard for me to just to be that selfish person i can be selfish with like you know like material shit you know like like most people like you have that selfish like no nah, i want to keep this i want this to be mine but in the end of the day like if i see someone in need i i, I give it away you know there's been a lot of times when like i don't have much money and i'll see someone struggling and i'll make sure to get them food or i, I need to drink because i'm an alcoholic and i will i will spend that money on you know someone else Knowing that I'm gonna be struggling, just I don't know. I don't know what this nigga talking about. 
at this point. I don't know what the fuck this nigga talking about. Let him talk, nigga. <laughs> let him talk. Just let him keep going. You feel me? No, I was just saying, like, kind of where like I want to go is just like I always want to be that person. I don't want to lose any piece of that. Yeah. With money, with material, with anything. Mm. Like genuinely, I just always want to be that until I'm gone. And I know people can lose that as their music takes off. As, as stuff happens, as life happens, you can lose that. But I don't want to lose that piece of me because I've already given away so much, you know. So that's genuinely my plan is just just stay humble and really help other people until I can't, you know, or until I'm done. Mm. And the music can help them. Mm-hmm. The music can help them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, well, the music is forever. Yeah. Music is forever. And music, music touches people more. I think music touches people more deeply than than anything probably more than every other art just as vulnerable as i could be on the track is like yeah yeah. it's like having a good conversation with someone you know like you get to find pieces of them i like that yeah because i will i'm not super unless you get me fucking drunk i'm not super like oh you know this and that life is rough like Mm -hmm. i'm just like you know well let's get into this uh let's get into one last song put on sp rice or cutty now uh Explain the history of, around Speed Racer, what it's about, the motivation of, of, of making it, and, uh, and then introduce it for us. Uh, speed Racer, baby, I'm a Speed Racer. It's just like, even if you wanted to keep up, I, I don't think you could keep up. And it's not a bad thing, but it's like, for your sake, you know, like you can't, you can't keep chasing, you know, wild dreams. Like you got to eventually find yourself and put yourself in check, you know, and it's like, I'm not going to do it for you because I got shit going on. You know, I, it's just, there's so much emotion, but it's just all derived around like, just keep moving. You know, we are not, we are nomadic type of niggas. We do not. Stay I hit the, hit the course one time. Hit the course one time. Baby, I'm a speed racer. Ain't no nigga to be chasing. Baby, I'm a speed racer. Something like your speed is complacent. Your time will be wasted. Can you even keep up? Was your speed complacent? Baby, I'm a speed racer. Ain't no nigga to be. Ain't, ain't no, no nigga, nigga to be chasing. Yeah, that's the song. Speed racing. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that. Speed Racer. Check it out on SoundCloud, y'all. You feel me? Valentino X and pilot number 47. All right, well, this this was an enlightened uh, conversation. Very dope. Uh, very, very blessed to have these two gentlemen uh, grace me tonight. Um, please, if you guys will individually um, tell the people where they can find you, if you want to shout out your Instagram, if you want to promote anything individually and both together uh tell the people where they can find you where they can reach out to you emails that's just whatever you want to promote and if you have if you have you want to shout out some partners or something this is your promote let me, time let me, let me pop off right quick okay you feel me a valentino x on all platforms you feel me on all platforms from soundcloud spotify itunes uh instagram uh v one two three splash of course uh, that's again V one two three splash, of course, and um, I definitely want to give a shout out to the um, blind spotting uh, staff and the crew and def- check us all out. Everybody that's in here, you feel me? From the yeah, pilot to the to the host. Yeah, we didn't even get there, but I want to. I mean, I want to talk about it, bro, because it, it it fucked me up, bro. It fucked me up psychologically, bro. But um, we'll I, I definitely. Hey, I definitely want to give shouts out to um to all of the blind spotting first time on the movie set and or or TV show set. Um, check out our uh, new albums coming out. I know my boy got one. Uh, Full flight, no feathers coming. I got Island California Volume Two dropping. Also, uh, Soul on Fire. And uh, just stay tuned. And um, Valentino X on all platforms. Cuddy, you feel me? That's that's the brand, and I'm running with it. I don't know, Pilot Forty Seven. I do mostly Instagram shit. I do a lot of freestyle shit in the morning. I like that, you know, raw, hold the phone to your face. So the underscore, like T-H-E-E underscore pilot underscore 47. Because I guess, you know, Instagram wants to make things complicated. So I had to do that. And then for SoundCloud. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. The underscore pilot underscore 47. But on my Instagram, I have all my shit. So hey, I'm sorry. Uh, by the way, you feel me? TikTok and on Meet Me because we going live on Meet Me. Shouts out to all the fans on here. Uh, is Valentino Extra? You feel me? Valentino X Extra. Extra. Nice. We just said X T R A. All right, dope. So, uh, well, before we end this, yeah. Uh, I mean, I do have an announcement. We're, uh, after this, after this, it's going to be the world premiere of Overseas. The first uh, single. From, oh yeah, yeah, from, yeah. That's uh, that one from, from Taylor Made and Illis Jupiter. Yeah, which, that, which yeah, is, that's that one. I need to hear that master. <laughs> which is which is me. But anyway, prepare to hear that after uh, this episode. But we're going to touch on a subject that we forgot to touch on. <laughs> Just real quick, how I met these brothers. Uh, I met them on a, mo- on a TV show. It was a TV show called Blind Spotting. 
and that's where we all met. And uh, Valentino, actually, you want to take it from there? Okay, so <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give the rundown real quick. Boom. One of my old school partners, her name is Donna. She hit me. She a bartender over at the Legionnaire. You feel me? Shouts out to the Legionnaire. Shout out to Donna. Come on the show. Shouts out to Donna. Hey, she good folks, bro. Boom. She hit me with the link to her partner, says he's in casting. I say, okay, boom, boom, boom. They like, oh, we looking for African-American males between the age of uh, 25 to 40 or something with dreadlocks. And uh, you feel me? Submit some photos and we'll see what's up. I took my photos, I took Iggy Stardust, Cosmic Powers photos, and they was instantly like, okay, for sure, we finna book you. You gotta go do with this COVID test, and we gonna pay you $100 for that, then we gonna book you for the thing. And in the, in the uh, description, it said, you could bring three outfits, you can bring accessories, you can bring, you could bring props. We like, okay, for sure. Boom. I came with my backpack. He had his backpack. We pull up to the spot. They like, okay, go over here to the wardrobe. You were there. Um, <laughs> they like, oh, they like, hey, come over to the wardrobe uh, trailer. Go over there. They give us these, uh, they like, okay, this is your costume right here. Do-do-do-do. I take it. Go to the dressing room, uh, uh, and then I I didn't really look at it until I got to the dressing room. Bro, I was looking at it the whole time. I was like, no. Bro, it says Oakland Detention Center, prisoner inmate on it. When I seen that, and I just know, coming from Oakland, California, there's no other way to not know about the Black Panther Party and the origins of that, okay? And the consciousness that comes behind that. As soon as I see it, I'm like, hold on, bro. This ain't right. Hold on. Something something wrong. I put on my, I put on my uh, costume. I walk outside, and all y'all lined up, okay? There's like 15 other brothers, okay, with just straight prisoner outfits on. We go do the first shot, and you probably don't know this, bruh. They took me, Iggy, and other light-skinned, bruh, liar, the lawyer dude, you feel me? Three light-skinned dudes and put us on the stoop. But they had y'all over there on the curb and whatnot. Did you do you notice that now? You didn't even notice that, huh? They put it, they put us on the stoop, which is like, you feel me? We could say, you know, that that shot. You feel me? That shot that they're trying to get. But we light skin. Okay. So anyways, that happens. Besides that, the treatment that we got as far as being on the set, being extras, they gave us one heater with 15 niggas. It was freezing. The rainstorm started coming. However, by the way, the food was banging. Okay. Put that over there to the side. Boom. Moving on. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Moving on. Okay. Moving on. This last scene is what really, really uh, has a lot to do with it. Besides all of the treatment, which break it down, break it down, which was the the treatment was really sketch. The treatment was sketch. Okay. But boom, this last scene, as we all know, they got one cop car. This is off of 14th and Peralta, West Oakland. Stand up. Um, they have on at one side of the street. They have a cop car. They have an extension cord that goes all the way to the other side of the street to the other stop sign. That's uh, wrapped up and tangled around the lead actor. Do you know his name? And mind you, we didn't we didn't we didn't sign on NDA, so we can talk about. It. Yeah, we didn't. We sign didn't. NDA. We didn't. We can talk so about c- it. Continue. Continue. The extension cord is wrapped up and tied to the fucking main character, dude main character dude nappy ass afro first off he in a business yeah, suit first off, he okay suit. he in a business suit he got a nappy ass afro all the shit and so he going to escape the system the penal code all of the oppression he finna get out of it you feel me that's this is that scene and i didn't know what it was until the other 
Right. The other, the, right. The other stagehand dude came up and was like, okay, this is what's happening in this scene. And he's like, okay, the main character is going to try to, you know, he's trying to escape and he's trying to get away. You guys, the prisoners and inmates, young black African-Americans with dreadlocks are going to line up on the extension cord and pull him all the way back to the cop car. When he gets to you, you're going to peel off, okay? You're going to just peel off, okay? And you're going to pull him all the way back to the, uh, to the police car. When he, gets, when he gets to the police car, he's going to rip off his business suit and he's going to have an Oakland detention prisoner inmate suit on and he's going to get arrested. And that is the end of the episode for season number one. Well, first of all, is there even an Oakland detention? Yeah, there is. There's yeah, there is. Yeah, and uh, all of this while being right in front, smack dab in front of a huge mural of Huey P. Newton. Yeah. Bro, I couldn't, I, I, feel, I feel super guilty for it. Do you feel uh, it was because there was, the director was what? So he, the white person didn't, even though he said he was from Oakland, he's still a white man. So he can't actually feel what the emotion that you're feeling now. Do you think it was because of that? You do, basically what I'm saying. Do you think uh, it would have been, been set up different if there was a black director? I think the black director yeah, would have so. definitely like understood taken the visual like landmarkers that just hit you right. immediately just just being in that fucking suit alone and the fact that everyone was black yeah right like the only people in prison are black and then they, of course who they had as the cops who did they have as the cops White. who didn't want to come sit with us yeah it was who it didn't want to come over there and it be was with it us? was a it felt 100 percent like uh, it really felt so like up. the stanford uh project it did and that's what, oh, like, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, then. a lot of y'all who don't know about the Stanford project. Lace them up. Research that. Sh- I don't mean I don't feel like lacing. Them. Okay, I've been, I've been drinking yeah, wine and shit. But check it out, motherfucker. Yeah, do do your due diligence. German version called the experiment. If you can't find it, it's like ah, the experiment, and it's it's good. You With Jane Elliott. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just like Old Boy. That's a good movie too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, just just the movie is a trip. Hey, just to wrap that note up right there is um. Even after all of the portrayal and the perpetuation of young black African males having no other way out besides jail, rap, basketball, sports, you know, you name it, um, that check going to be nice. The resume is going to be boosted up. The experience and the exposure and the broadcast, because it's going on what? Stars or HBO or Star, something? It's going on stars. It's going on stars. Uh, Y'all niggas didn't get your check yet? Did you? I mean, don't ask me questions. Okay, yeah, okay. You feel me? I ain't getting mine. You feel me? If you did, I'm gonna have a a, a quarry uh, with him. Quarry. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so even though with all of that, you know, and I do, I do feel hella guilty about it because of the portrayal of it. I mean, and, it's acting, nigga. You, I mean, but it is acting, and and we don't know the bigger picture. You don't. We I, I, I don't know the bigger but picture. But they could have told us, hey, you're going to be in some prison shit. In the they should have said that. Like, they did not, bro. You they should have said that. At us, like, it's like, what is going on? Mm. I would have I thought twice about it. Mm. I would have at least like known to just wear sweats and a fucking... But like, would you still have done it if you knew? Um, I needed the money, 100%. He needed the money. I, um, I'm really, really about the Black Panther Party. You know what I'm saying? I'm really, really about... The consciousness of Oakland and mm. uh, the actual uprising of that. So, 
Probably not. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have done it. And I don't. I don't really need the money. I got a couple businesses outside of here, mm-hmm. um, as well as the music is cool. You feel me? And I, I don't. I don't really need the money. But the exposure. And this is my first time on the set and becoming an actor and all of that. And blah, 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 yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I would have did it. No, 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 no. I know you would have. I was. I'm just listening. Like this nigga, shut your ass. <laughs> Shut your ass up, nigga. You would have done that shit. Um, exposure wise, bro, uh, you can't pass up the opportunity. Oh. Yeah, man, uh, fucking, and by the and by the way, actor, nigga. Hey, exactly. by the way, though, I literally went there just to uh, to network. That's the only reason. Hey, hey, we I'm not, try, I'm not we trying to be no actor, nigga. I'm just, I just went there to connect, do some networking, to talk, to actually talk to uh, the fucking director because obviously, this even though he's white, this nigga is a big deal. Right? And, did you and link if with you, him? If you would have, I did link with him um, on on Instagram. I mean, I, I mean, I talked to him personally. I was like, yo, I'm trying to interview you, blah, blah, blah. And he said, once he gets his head out of the water, because I mean, I didn't expect him to be like, yeah, I'll do an interview because he's trying to finish this fucking series. But he, he did confirm. He's like, yeah, I'll fuck with you. But I mean, that's Hollywood talk. I don't, that goes in one ear and out the other. I, I, Could I, be. Yeah. Could so be. Like, I, when it happens, if it happens, then I'll believe it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, so. right. I think he, I think he about it though. He, he probably. Is. I think he about. It. I think he. About, I think he's, he's about the community. For yeah, sure. I think. He, I think he's about it. I definitely think. Quick way scene. Shit I. Like th- I definitely think he's more about it than the other dude. The Diggs. T- uh, oh, the, he's. Uh, he's way. Older, the older he's, no, the other no, dude. The, the other actor. The, 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 actor, the, the black dude. Right. The, the black dude yeah, in the movie. Because he's hey. like he's doing like he's way more popular. Oh, he major. He, yeah, he's major. He he's major. doing TV shows. Yeah, and other movies and shit. So yeah, and he ain't from the town. But but white bro from the town. Where's he from? I thought Diggs was from the town. I don't think he's from the town. You sure? I, no, the nigga is sure. from the town. I'm not sure. Yeah, the nigga, both of them are from Oakland. You sure? Well, I don't know from Oakland, but I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're I mean, definitely. I mean, Piedmont. Well, the white dude said he's from Oakland. Right, he's from Oakland. He told me that yeah. right. face to face. He's like, I don't know if other He said, person... I live in LA, but nigga, I'm from Oakland. Right. But he didn't say Oakland. He said, I'm from here. I'm from here. Oh, that's that, that don't mean that, that don't mean that nigga be from Berkeley. I'm saying he said be, he could have lived in fucking Piedmont. Exactly. Yeah, he that, said I live in L.A. but I'm from here. He didn't specifically right. say Oakland. Right. Yeah. And like, then the, I say I'm from the Bay. The you. black dude. I don't know this for sure, 100 percent sure, but I believe he's from the Bay too. Hmm. That's how they know each other. Well, I will say this: we um. We Bang. we watched the actual movie and we didn't. From, I didn't watch the movie before we were on set. set. You know what I'm saying? I didn't watch the movie before we were on set. And it is a good movie, nigga. Good. Ass, oh, it's dog. a good it's ass good movie. Ass. Oh, so you watched it? Yeah, yeah we watched yeah, it while yeah. we were waiting, dumbass long, nigga. <laughs> when we were waiting, dumbass long in the rain in that warehouse. How the fuck did you watch it? Oh, on my phone. You feel me? Soap uh, to you. Shouts out. Shout, shouts out. Soap to you. You feel me? Don't shut them down, nigga. I don't even want to put that out there. You feel me? But you need to. Hey, you put you, that on. I'm not fine. I don't, hey. I don't want no viruses on my shit, nigga. Hey, hey, you can watch anything at any time. I mean, I already saw it, but anyway. Right, right. So, so you saw the movie, basically, yeah. Right, so then after seeing that, and then they have those extras that are at the cemetery part. Remember that? Which is on Rock Ridge over there. Which is uh, on Rock Ridge, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, we're we're uh, in the dream state as far as that goes. So bigger picture-wise, you know, it could it could make a lot of sense. So every uh, when I seen when I watched the the movie right, uh huh. Did you watch of, it when it first came out? I watched it when it first, I went to the theater, full of white people clapping. Oh, when the, you know at the beginning of the movie when they're showing all these like stills of Oakland around, all these white people are like, oh clapping like oh Oakland yeah nigga you from you're you're not even from Oakland you right. didn't grow up here you Prescott. Didn't, 
Yeah. So basically, I watched it when it first came out, right? But the question I always ask people who've seen that movie because I ask people what 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 do you think that movie is really is about? A lot of if you ask five different people, you're gonna get five different answers. Fair. Now, I can tell you that. Now, Fair. now I'm gonna give you my I perception of the movie. So when I first saw the movie. You might think, oh, these niggas keep rapping or spoken word, but you might think this is like a hip hop musical. And some people that I've asked think, oh, I think it was a hip hop musical like Rent, that movie Rent. Have you seen that movie? Uh, I have. Do you, with, uh, with the hottie. But that's like, with, that's that, the with the hot chick. But wait, wait, listen, let me finish. Rent. I'm just saying, like, people are like, oh, it's a musical like Rent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I get, get, get that answer. Then I get other answers. And then, um, but what I take from it, I take is be, they're trying to tell you that. No matter what this black dude does, and I think the movie is more based on the white character, it the is. white guy. Because no matter what, what no, just what listen, nigga. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. Okay, but okay. I think the movie is based more focused on the white character because no matter how good the black guy tries to be, like everything in his life, he's trying to like, oh, I, I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm trying to... Stay out of trouble. No matter how much I try to stay out of trouble, and no matter how much this white guy tries to act black and tries to fucking be tough and get into trouble and all this shit, right? And how he's so careless and shit, right? He still is white and he still has white privilege. You know what I'm saying? Because if you really dissect the movie, Mm. the black dude, even though he's on the straight and narrow, what happens? Like the the cop, the cop, he has the gun in his in his pocket. The cop is like, boom, and he's about to go back to fucking jail. He's on parole. He's he keeps telling his white guy, "I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I'm I'm trying to stay out of trouble." But then the white guy, he's like, "Oh, I'm fucking. I'm 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 loud. I'm boisterous. I'm getting into fights. I'm being I'm beating people up. I'm carrying guns and shit." But no matter what, he throughout the whole movie, he never gets confronted with the law. He never gets uh, uh, nothing. He beats this guy damn near to death at the party, right? The party. And then he never gets in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. So he still, no matter what this white guy does, he still has white privilege. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That helps him migrate through fucking life. And no matter how good the black guy tries that, he still ends up. Because in the whole movie, the black guy. He's, trouble. He, yeah. he is. Trouble. He's this close to getting in trouble. Right. But the but white guy, no the white guy is doing all this crazy shit, and nothing ever happens to him. So I, I literally think that's what the movie is trying to tell people, like, like about white privilege. You know what I'm saying? No matter, mm-hmm. yeah. No matter how. Oh, I'm down with black people. I hang out with black people, but I'm still a white guy in America, and I still have this white privilege yeah. that mm-hmm. I can that I can that's, lean back. That's to. why they they literally mm-hmm. show you. Now that. that was my perspective of the movie. They, they literally mm-hmm. show you that in the part. Now tell me yours. When the the black dude pulls up on him, and he's like, "Oh, you ain't gotta be a gr- wear a grill or do all this shit to come out here to Oakland." Exactly. And this the white nigga's like. Like, he takes it like, what the fuck? Because I'm from Oakland. So he takes it, like, heavy in his head because it's, like, he's always doing some fuck-ass shit, but the black guy is, is getting the blame or the attention. And at the same time, you can see within him, there's, like, prejudice because of his his white, you know, white guilt, white whatever privilege. There mm-hmm. you go. Because when he gets home, baby mama says... Uh, you know, y'all niggas is crazy. He's like, don't call me that. Like, can you please not call me right that? at that point? Don't right. call me a nigga because like anymore, it, it really hits him, bro. It really he hits realizes him. it. Yeah. yeah, he really hits him. Like, 
it doesn't matter, bro. Like, I'm just seen as a white dude with white privilege, no matter what happens. And the black dude is straight up just like, I'm getting fucked regardless of what happens or whatever situation. So, like, you really see when they kind of take their little separate little thing, liaisons for, for a little bit of time. Like, you really see them, like, kind of, like, get into the mindset of, like... Right, of the other and, and reflect. Like, as much as, like, that's my brother, like... People don't see us as equal, and I got understand. And if that. you under, and if you the end and scene, the nigga when they're driving in a van at the uh, end of the movie, he, uh, what does he do? He takes his gold teeth out, the white guy, uh, and he realizes, I'm I'm a poser, nigga. I don't. Why am I? Have, why do I have these gold teeth? In? I didn't yeah. notice that. Now me and you are on the same wavelength yeah. about the movie. <laughs> I mean, now Valentino I like, X, when I, I was. When I, I was explaining say, when when right, I was exp- when I was explaining this, you were looking at me like I was like, hmm. Now give me your perspective hmm. of the movie. Perspective wise, I think it dives into the actual diversity of Oakland. And I think that Oakland and the culture of Oakland overrides color. Uh whether it's Mackin, Pimpin, Gaming, uh everything from from everything from music wise who you finna hang out with the clothes that you wear and rocking i think i think that he really portrays a, a huge uh diversity because that's what we are like the bay area the melting pot you feel me amazing at the same time for people that haven't seen the movie and actually there's a lot of people that have not seen the movie trying to explain this movie to people is hard is it's 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 almost impossible well i don't give a fuck about that i want to hear your view of the movie okay so okay 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 you feel me the view of the movie for me is um it's 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 almost just a perpetuation that this black man is in this condition he's in this situation and this is what he's going through uh his bitch don't hold him down like 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 I would love have I would have liked her to. Um, I'm glad that they stay partners. You feel me? Because there's always two sides of the story and whatnot. At the same time, he is the black the black brother. You feel me? He is risking everything to be friends with this white man. You know what I'm saying? And he's risking everything, and that is very telling in itself because. A lot of y'all don't know that it, when they was like, oh, you can't date white women back then is like when you have white friends today, it's the same kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? It's almost the same kind of thing. Like they're going to look at you different. And the fact that he does have a white partner friend and he accepts him and everything for, you know, he don't he don't say nigga. You feel me? He don't say nigga, but he act completely like a nigga. My perception of the whole entire movie was um, maybe the black man need to stop fucking with the white man, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the black man need to stop fucking with the white man because uh, if he don't, then the same the same predicaments and the same scenarios might just take place. You need you need to break free, even though they stayed friends, though. I mean, you can't help who your friends are, but I mean, I can honestly say I do not have any white friends. Whatsoever. Fair, fair, and I mean, like you can't be. I like, mean, I have a so I know I know a lot of white people, but right, not, I don't I don't consider them my actual friend friends. Right, and, and nobody should like ever try to condemn you or judge you for that. You know what yeah, saying? I mean, if, and if I did, I mean, there's no problem with it. I'm just I'm just right. saying I don't have any. Right. 
Yeah. I don't <laughs> so <laughs> was, you feel me? Uh, check us out on the Blind Spot and yeah. coming out on Stars. Yeah. yeah. You feel so me? the movie we're talking about is called Blind Spot, and if it's a movie, it's it's being turned into a TV show, which is going to be on Stars. If you haven't seen the movie, please go watch the movie. Please go watch the movie. Filmed in Oakland. It's 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 it was written and directed hey. by two individuals who we believe are from the Bay Area. Hey, I gotta say this though. But, it's some of the most Oaklandish shit I've ever seen, movie wise. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, oh, okay. What else, what else you got up there? I mean, they're like the quick way movie wise. Like I mean, but has there? Any, there's not a lot of movies, nigga, that are based and in filmed Oakland. in Oakland. So you, I mean, you, know I mean? you really from don't the, have a long from the list. Slang, of- the streets, the uh, the hair salon. You know what I'm saying? All just all of it. You I honestly me? don't think. I think it was a bunch of people. Outside of Oakland, who came to Oakland and say, "Oh, okay, we're, we're going to film a movie in Oakland, uh, and we're going to walk <laughs> around Oakland and see what's popping around Oakland." And okay, then but put it in okay, but movie. is because you can tell. No, nigga, you can tell. There's no authentic. I mean, there's authenticity in the setting, like because it was filmed in Oakland. But the actual actors, nigga, if you look at them actors, is Brett from Oakland? Do you really think these actors do you, is? Is Brett but, from Oakland? <laughs> when you watch the movie, nigga, do you say, "Oh, damn, this nigga's from Oakland"? No. Well, hold on, no. No, it's you like, don't. The hey, setup, the hey. setup is like it feels like Oakland, but the people I wasn't talking about the people. Exactly. The, the, the girl that's uh, that the white guy was dating and has a kid with. Uh huh. You look at her. Do you think that bitch is from? Nah, Oakland? not even like a, a ghetto even, bitch. Not even nigga. a little bit. Because first of all, not black ghetto bitch. Do you think a black ghetto bitch from Oakland would be with a white guy? I don't. Not even a little bit. But she exactly. is light skinned That don't matter. It kind of does. This is Oakland, nigga. It kind of, it kind of does. The lady that was screaming at her children on set <laughs> when we were on set the other day—that was more. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oakland is like the nigga. When we were filming, these niggas was cussing out the goddamn direct. Nigga, it's cold out here. Hurry the oh, fuck the up. Dancers? That's Oakland, yeah, nigga. Yeah, 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 these yeah, niggas, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah right, you right. gotta realize what the fuck. Like niggas don't play that shit in Oakland. I remember fucking. <laughs> we're going off tough. We, we're going off subject, but I remember I, I remember nigga when I was doing security at the uh, Coliseum for the Raiders. Right, uh-huh. this is way back in the day when they had that one nigga uh, Raiders. Court, when they had that quarterback nigga, uh, that fat nigga Russell, uh, Jamarcus Russell, Jamarcus Russell. Right, don't remind me. Thank you. Niggas hated him, right, because he didn't have no passion for the game. Mm-hmm. And you know, Raider fans, they fucking uh, they're nothing but passion. Yeah. By the way, I'm a so this fan. nigga after one game. He he like stunk it up, and he was getting paid millions and millions of dollars. Crazy ass contract. Highest paid. And this nigga was on perks, scissor and all that shit. So he he stunk it up the game. They like it was a game where all they had to do was beat the Chargers, Chargers, and they would have been in the playoffs. Chargers whooped their ass. Jamarcus Russell played like shit. He's pulling out in a Bentley, black Bentley, right? Pulling out the little the little joint joint. Fans are all in the parking lot waiting for these niggas to pull out with their cars. It's time for Jamarcus Russell to come. He's, he's you know how they ride with the Bentley, slow mobbing and shit. Mm-hmm. So he's pulling out Raider fans. These niggas drunk. Because, you know, Raiders, they, them niggas, they get drunk. I'm, they I'm get high. Raider, they they passionate. They see Jamarcus Russell. You know Jamarcus Russell got an attitude. He don't sign autographs. I I wear. I do scare. I see this nigga. Nah, yeah, he has a. He don't sign like, autographs. Like he don't do nothing. He he has an attitude. He's he's like, yo, nigga, I'm Jamarcus Russell, even though I suck. And niggas fan niggas don't like that. So he's pulling out all slow and shit. And then fucking, you have all these fans. 
waiting for this nigga to pull out. So he's pulling out in front of all these fans. He has to make a right turn to leave the parking lot. Parking lot full of fans. These niggas start throwing empty cans and shit at the Bentley, nigga. This is a $100,000 car, nigga. Right, all black. They throwing hella shit at the car. Jamarcus Russell stops, rolls down the wheel. These niggas are cussing him out, throwing cans at his car, all this shit. And the security, even though I'm security, I'm like, nigga, I'm not stepping in all that crap. Because right. I'm just... Security guards, we just here to get the little yeah, yeah, bullshit ass check, nigga. I'm not, I'm not breaking up no fights, this nigga. This is my job, but it's not actually my job. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. just here. I'm just here just to be. I'm not breaking up no fights, nigga. I'm not, I'm not stopping no robberies, nigga. I'm not doing none of that. I'm not even calling. I'm just putting the jacket on. I'm not even calling no backup on a walkie-talkie or anything. So this shit happens. This nigga steps outside the car. He get out. He of get. The car. No, he don't get out out the car. He opens because the, the niggas are throwing shit out his fucking car, nigga. Uh-huh. So he opens the door. He don't get out the car, but he, you know you get out. You open the door and you just like stand up. Uh huh. So he does that, and then uh, these other security guards start coming around and start pushing people back. But yeah, I don't even know why. what. Was, what was the point of me explaining that story? Uh, Oakland but yeah, Oakland. Oakland that's Oak. That, that's yeah, Oakland yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. Like they don't. Ta- they don't give a yeah. fuck how famous you are. But that's how they get uh-huh. down. They don't take no shit. And that's the vibe in Oakland. And that took me back to that uh, situation to the, when that scene when we were in the rain and then those dancers in the back were like... See, that's the thing, That's why I kept bro. it real with the main nigga. I, every time I walked up, because he kept fucking up, I was like, bro, you got this nigga, let's get it. Like, I was just talking him up because I was like, let's get the fuck out Is here. that guy from Oakland? You need, you need that one nigga to just be like, bro, like, fuck it, nigga. Like, you know but we didn't even finish the scene. Niggas quit and they didn't come back. Cause you you niggas quit and they half we of the half at like five o'clock in the morning. But though, listen, bro. half of the staff quit and they didn't even finish the scene. They just said, "Oh fuck it, we're just going to." Uh, Cause they were in the laundry. Y'all niggas didn't know that. Y'all niggas don't notice, but uh, when it started raining, they all went into that laundry mat, right? Uh-huh. And then they start the director and all that shit. The assistant director, they were watching the film of what we were doing, what we did. And they were discussing because half of the niggas already left. They were like, fuck it, it's too cold. We've been here for boom to boom time. We're not coming back. Hella long. And then fucking they were like, okay, fuck it. We're just gonna we're just gonna try to finesse these what we have and then and then let everyone go. Because obviously you can't do the scene when everyone half of the people in on the in the scene left. It's all gone. half of the extras right, left. Right. Right. So we didn't even finish the scene. They're just gonna whatever we filmed, they're just gonna try to do whatever they can do. With they that. did that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they so that's did the backstory that. on that scene for y'all whoever watched whenever this shit comes out whenever hey. this shit comes out this is the backstory this is hey. gonna be an exclusive story do man. you have a do you have a, a projection of when you think it might come out just I have no fucking idea it's but the 8th episode fuck. of like the first season but yeah. but yeah I mean probably summertime you gotta think like they gotta edit they gotta do hella shit hey, okay let me ask you this how much do you think the budget was for the entire set bro that's what I wanted to ask, uh, white bruh. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was probably like, uh, I don't know, probably like a. Million. It doesn't take a lot to film, nigga. Uh, but mind you, this is Lionsgate. It was, it was, it was Lionsgate, and Lionsgate is like some top notch, uh, right, right, some top notch production company. Huge. So. Um, the budget for the actual movie was uh 1.6 million. Yeah, 1.6 million. I mean, I believe that. Yeah. Because the majority of the money probably goes to the act, paying the actors. Definitely. TV shows are expensive, more expensive too. Because mm. like you're, 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 paying, you're paying per episode, right? 60% more. Yeah, per episode, yeah. yeah. More film time and everything. 
Shout out to Seinfeld, nigga. Seinfeld was getting Jerry millions an episode, nigga. That's the only white show I watch. Friends? No, no, don't fuck with Seinfeld is Seinfeld is the only white show. It's crazy. You should definitely tap in with Friends. It's good. Fuck. Anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, yo. <laughs> hey, thank you for having us, bro. Yeah, word. So give your Instagram again. Hey, V one two three splash. You feel me? Tap in uh, Valentino X on all platforms musically, and then Valentino Extra on like TikTok and Meet Me. Tap in V underscore Pilot underscore forty seven T H E E for the and then underscores and you know the rest. That's on my Instagram, and that's also my SoundCloud. I ain't got all the platforms and shit yet, but we just getting after this. We're just getting started, so let's see where it go. Word, and this is, uh, thank you guys for joining me. This is Everyday Celebrity Podcast, and this is the world premiere of Overseas featuring Illus Jupiter and Taylor, Listen to the master. Taylor made that boy. And we are out. You. Year. Yeah. We can go to Paris if you want to We can go to Rome if you want to We can go to Spain if you want to MIA if you want to We can go to London if you want to Just me and you if you want to you got me hypnotized go, girl. The way you whine Body so defined Just like the beat You're easy on the eye I wanna take you in my Rari And we ain't saying sorry Meet me in the hotel lobby So we can start this party Girl, wine for me On the balcony See the view, see the view and spree Let's go. what you need Let's go. Girl, just tell me Let's go. What you wanna do We can go to Paris if you want to We can go to Rome if you want to We can go to Spain if you want to MIA if you want to We can go to London if you want to just me and you if you want to Hey, it's Girl, let's fly overseas and get it on I can take you where these other niggas won't Tell your friends stop hating on the boy The heart won't what it won't And I'm what you want I'ma hit it from the back cause I don't ever front You be really in your back but you don't ever stop Hey, bitches got you mad, let's roll another blunt Let's get high as fuck, then lay down the fuck Girl, you ice cold, you might need a puck Like a nigga thought he had you, but he out of luck First time I slid in it, girl, I had you stuck Vacation in the sand, girl, that could be us <laughs> It could be you and me Love when you sigh, you get wet like a fool Me, fuck your last guy, you know he not as cool as me Fuck with you tough, I don't feel this way usually We can go to Paris if you want to We can go to Rome if you want to